It's another Friday night in Alabama, and it's time for some high school football. Fort Payne finds itself on the wrong end of a three-game losing streak, a heartbreaking opening loss to Athens, a lopsided loss in week two to Gadsden City, and a somewhat shocking throttling to region foe Arab last week has the Wildcats looking for answers. And they're going to own the road tonight in search of those answers. By all accounts, this team and its coaches aren't anywhere near giving up. And they will have to draw on that confidence tonight as they take on the Springville Tigers in a region match. Welcome in, everyone. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football on WZOB, 100.9 FM and 12.50 AM. We're also found on NetworkOneSports.com. We're also live streaming on FPTV. However you found us, we are glad that you're here. I'm Brian Northcutt. I'm going to be your MC tonight. I'm joined in the booth tonight by my broadcast partner, Dallas Poe. Dallas, welcome aboard. Hey, how's it going, man? Glad to be here. Good. We are uh, much cooler weather tonight. It is definitely cooled off, and it is football weather. That's what I was going to say. It feels just like football weather. Here in Springville, Alabama, beautiful campus, lovely hill behind the stadium. They're honoring right now uh, military and ex-military. Uh, the field is painted largely in some red, white, and blue, along with the purple and gold of Springville. We've had a little bit of a shortened pregame tonight with some technical difficulties, so we're going to go to a break early right now. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. We're going to come back with our interview with Coach Chris Elmore. That's a two-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. As I mentioned before the break, we spoke with Coach Chris Elmore earlier this week, and we're going to go to that interview right now. Sitting down with Fort Payne High School head coach Chris Elmore. Uh, coach had a tough loss Friday night. 
uh, against a good ARAB team. And um, so how are, how are the kids responding, how are you guys responding, how are the coaches responding, how's this week been? I think we've responded well. Um, I, I made this comparison to the to the kids Monday morning when we practiced on Labor Day. I, it, it, Friday night was like a nightmare you couldn't wake up from. And um, people that don't do this for a living or don't understand the time that, that these coaches and players put into it, can't relate to that, but when you put as much time as we put into it and you get in a game like that where you just feel like you cannot do anything to uh, to turn the tide, so to speak, uh, it's very frustrating and it's very disappointing. And I think, uh, I know I felt that way, obviously, and, uh, and I think a lot of our players did. I think it was a very disappointing night for, for everybody and um, and a humbling night for everybody, including myself. And um, But we've come back Monday and Tuesday and, uh, and had two good days, and, and they've taken the challenge of, you know, when you're 0 3, everybody is going to uh, write you off, so to speak. And um, we've got two choices either either complain and make excuses and, and give up or, or rally together. And so far this week, we've rallied together. And I, I like to where, where we are mentally. We just got to get physically ready, get as physically healthy as we can get before Friday and uh, go down there and play. Um, went back, and I even looked back at the tape yesterday. Um, really, offensively, there are, there's, most of the plays are working in different parts. A lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties, a lot of pre-snap penalties. So uh, your assessment from Friday night against ARAB, ARAB looked better to me than I thought they were going to look, and I think you mentioned it as well. So what were your thoughts about uh, how the offense played and, and kind of some of those adjustments that maybe need to make, be made this week? Yeah, their defense is, is better than probably you would think by looking at them. They're an old defense. They're an experienced defense. They've got uh, a couple of D linemen that are, that are kind of all state. I think one of them won the state championship in wrestling, and the other one maybe finished runner-up. So they've got quick, strong, you know, uh, agile guys up, up front that are difficult to block, and uh, their nose guard did a good job of controlling the game. Um, and when you play a three-man front that, with a team that's got a really good nose guard, it can it can create some problems for you if you don't handle him. And we did not handle him very well. Um, you know, and part of that was on me scheme-wise, and part of that was just he was a good player. Um, but their linebackers did a good job, you know, fitting well on runs. But they also did a nice job. I thought of the thing we didn't th think they would do as well. Uh, of reacting to pass and getting back in their in their lanes and, and creating some difficult throws for Jake. We were able to complete a few things. Uh, I think he might have been 11 for 19, but they did a good job of, of, of getting the seams, and, and that's some areas we thought we could exploit, And uh, but they did a good job covering those areas and, um, you know, made it difficult for us to, to throw the football with any kind of consistency, but um, uh, or at least down the field. But, I, you know, once again, I was proud of our defense because we, we again, played well enough to win on defense. Uh, you know, really, we basically gave it 14 points there to the last uh, drive. Uh, and one of those was a second 20, threw the ball up, and the guy just makes a play down there on kind of a 50-50 ball. And, um, you know, you take that one away, and really we've held them to seven the entire game. And so that's that's supposed to be good enough to win, and, and we're just not doing well enough offensively to, uh, to do that. And uh, not even really ask for we – uh, you know, was talking about yesterday, frustrated because we're, we're not even getting the ball across the 50 to where we could even let McPherson try one of his long field goals. So we've got to, we've got to, you know, move the ball more and at least get in field goal range and, and then, uh, and also get more, get more touchdowns on the board as well. Uh, talk about the injuries, the update on Caden Dubos and Bain Barentine and anything else that may have happened this past Friday night. Uh, the, both those guys are getting closer. I, I don't think either one of them are quite ready for this week, but I, Pretty confident that out of, coming out of the bye week that they will uh, hopefully be ready um, before we go to Etowah. So they're getting uh, much closer to returning to action. Um, 
everybody else is, is, is a little banged up and beat up, but uh, everybody else is, is not uh, um, has been practicing all week and has, has had no issues. We just it's just kind of it's kind of daily maintenance at this point of, of uh, that time of year, and um, so uh, hopefully everybody can get as healthy as possible for up till before Friday, and uh, it'll be a good week for us to you know. After this week, we, we need to go down and get a win, obviously, but then it'd be, uh, it's going to be bye week's going to come in a good time. We need to get back healthy and uh, uh, heal some guys up. Turning our attention to this week and Fort Payne um, travels to Springville. Coach, what are you seeing on film and kind of what can we anticipate for this Friday night? You know, it, they've, they've obviously, they've changed, kind of, maybe not obviously, they've changed coaches this year, and um, so it's a little bit different offense and, and defense, but some of the same players from last year are back. They had, they had quite a few juniors last year, and uh, big defensive line, um, big offensive line as well. Um, playing a playing a quarterback who's about six five, who, who uh, uh, looks good back there in the pocket, and then they actually put another quarterback in some late in the game. Don't know if it was just trying to get him some experience or not, but he he did a nice job as well. So could possibly see a two quarterback system. We don't know for sure, um, but um, uh, really good running back uh, that, that, that runs hard when he gets out in the, in the open field, and so. Um, we're going to have to once again be, be sound on defense and uh, and be able to tackle him and, and not let him get in space and then uh, and then try to get pressure on the quarterback. I think the key with him, if we can get pressure on the quarterback, uh, he, any quarterback would, but but most quarterbacks are going to struggle when they have people in their face. So we've got to get back there and get to him. If we let him just sit back there with his, with a six five uh, length, he can see over everybody and make the throws he wants to make. So we got to get to him as quick as we can. Um, and then defensively, you know, again, it's handling that defensive front. If, if we can handle the, the three guys up front uh, better than we did last week, I think we can get their linebackers in secondary and, and do some good things. But we've got to be able to handle those those big guys up front. They do have a, a couple of guys that are 250 plus, and so we're going to have to. Uh, and that's same same guys they had last year, but uh, we struggled with them early in the game last year. And as the game went on, we did better. But we're going to have to handle them uh, if we want to be able to run the football. And we've got to get back to running the football and establishing the run too. Yeah. We don't, I don't think we talk about it enough. Uh, we did early in the season, but having uh, Alex McPherson back as a punter, mm-hmm. um, when when he catches a snap and when the snap's good and he get a good leg on it, he's flipping the field consistently yeah. for you, getting your defense at the 20, starting out. Um, so just talk a little bit about that and where he stands and kind of just do a little bragging on him. Yeah, and, and the biggest mistake I made last week, I made a bunch of them, but the biggest one I made was going for it on fourth and nine there in the fourth quarter. and. And maybe just, again, maybe got a little bit too uh, confident. Maybe I panicked. I don't know. But the, the right thing to do there with a punter like Alex is to punt it uh, because he's he's got a good chance of pinning them inside the 20, obviously. And um, and if we get a stop and, and get the ball back, we've got great field position. But he, he has done a great job all year of you know, flipping the field for us. And uh, as an offensive coach, the, the, the thing you hate to do is to punt. You hate, you hate that word that you have to yell during the game. But... Uh, but with him, when he like you said, when we do our operations and get him to snap and we protect him, he had a 59-yarder last week, and then they had another one that was really good, really high, hard to catch, and uh, uh, he's a, he's a difference maker on that. And that's why I've you know got to not be just you know not not afraid to punt, but I've got to understand that sometimes punting for us is a good play because uh, uh, it can flip the entire field and change field position for us. And our defense is playing well enough that that they can get some stops. And, and uh, if he punts at 59, the opponents punt it. 30, we just gained 30 yards, mm-hmm. and then uh, we've got we've to be able to utilize that more to our advantage than, than I did last Friday. All right, so there's Coach Elmore with his thoughts on last week's game against ARAB and then this week's game against uh, Springville.
We're going to go quickly to the starting lineups, uh, so we'll have time for the rest of the festivities uh, for pregame. So, Dallas, give us those starting lineups. All right, guys, for the Springville Tigers here, we got quarterback Ashton Fry, number 12, running back Patrick Bennett, number 5, um, BB, 47, Robert Splon, tight end, number 4, Luke Richardson, another tight end, number 11, Baylor Sandlin. At wide receiver, we got number 3, Jamel Williams, another wide receiver, number 6, John Wolfe, uh, wide receiver number eight, Noel Cox. Wide receiver 14, Colin Lockhart. I think a lot of these guys are just going to be rotating in. These are several receivers here. Um, at left tackle number 62, Nathan Baldwin. At uh, left guard 65, Slade Wyatt. Center 54, T Tucker Isbell. At right guard 79, Chandler Chancellor. At right tackle 68, Carl Williams. Uh, let's see here for the Springville defense. Uh, at Jack, number one, William Cox. At corner, number two, Matthew Wolf. Corner, number three, Jamal Williams. Sam, linebacker, number four, Richard uh, Luke Richardson. Uh, Rover, linebacker, number seven, Jacob Connor. Uh, Mike, linebacker, 18, Jacob Neal. Free safety, 36, uh, Jordan Nicholas. Will, linebacker, number 48, Jackson Wildinger. Uh, your two tackles on defense are going to be number 55, Dewey Scott, and 71, Cody Abs. Uh, nose guard, 74, Daniel Salas. Uh, let's see, a lot, lot of looks like a lot of seniors for them, and a lot of big kids. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. they've got they've got some weight across that line. Uh, and we'll get to Fort Payne starting lineup right here. At uh, number seven, Jake Barnes is going to be at quarterback. Number 11, Alex Atkins in at running back. Um, I think Caden Dubose is still out this week. Which yeah. would yeah. like to see him back maybe next week. Um, number 88, Sawyer Burt playing tight end. 35, Marcus Ledford at wide receiver. Number three, Ricky Adame, wide receiver. Number six, Connor Cash at wide receiver. Uh, and then we've got our uh, lineman here, number 58, Bronson Laney playing left tackle. Uh, number 70, Hudson Harrell at offensive uh, line. Uh, Eli Frazier, 79, center. Number 75, Colton Shankles at right guard. And 57, Andrew Barclay at right tackle. Um, let's see here in our defense for uh, Fort Payne tonight uh, is Heisman Brown at defensive end, which is also going to be wearing number 65 instead of 94 um, tonight. Number one, Daryl Prater. Number 56, Sky, uh, Silas Hollimer at defensive line. 84, Skylar Hillier at defensive end. Number 28, Will Green at linebacker. Uh, number 47, Devin Wells at linebacker. Uh, number 24, Bennett Blanks at linebacker. And we got a new guy here too, I think also number 25, uh, Diego Gallegos at linebacker. And number 21, Seth Williams at cornerback. Hayden Harrell, uh, number 29 at cornerback. And uh, Kobe King wrapping it up at free safety at number 10. So there's your starting lineups for tonight's game between Springville and Fort Payne. Fort Payne has traveled down to Springville. Once, we, once again, we mentioned it's a lot less uh, – uh, hot and the humidity is much much here. lower it feels really good out here i'm probably gonna have to put my jacket on before <laughs> the end it's a of good the game feeling. yep so fort Payne has its captains on their side on our, our sideline here um that is skylar hillier number 84 26 is uh Braden wooten 25 is uh, that diego gallegas say that five times really fast <laughs> And number 22, Brax Goza. So it looks like he may be going with some uh, younger kids. I don't know if those who excelled in scout team this week or what, but uh, they're waiting, uh, awaiting the Springville Tigers captains. Their captains are number 71, Cody Abst, and number three, 
Jamel Williams. So we're here at Springville, as I mentioned, that they've got a real uh, LSU feel to their color schemes. They've even got the eye of the tiger at yep. the center of the field. So Fort Payne tonight is going to be wearing their white jerseys with black and gold striping with black numbers, silver pants, black, white, and gold stripes. Uh, Springville is in purple jerseys, white pants, and the yellow helmet. Neither helmets have decals on them tonight, so it'll be just a solid black helmet and a solid yellow helmet. Hard to miss their helmets. Yeah, yeah, they, they shine bright. So looking forward to tonight, trying to get Fort Payne uh, off of this three-game losing streak. And just speaking with Coach Elmore, really a lot of positives, at least as far as attitudes towards the team, and went back this week uh, all four days in shoulder pads, no days in shorts only. Uh, they had some shells and some full pad days, but they really kind of got after it and a little bit of a come-to-Jesus meeting this week. So uh, hopefully we'll have a better, better outcome tonight. Springville has only played two games. This is their first region game. They beat St. Clair County, and I'm not sure if they're uh, they're a 3A, I believe. Tigers have won the call to Cherokee County, which is a 4A program. Lost to them 35 to 21. So I have heard though that Cherokee County has a pretty loaded team this year for a 4A school. Yeah. Uh, so well, we'll see. So Fort Payne is going to receive the kick. They're going to go from our right to our left. And now that we have the coin toss, Springville has got their victory line. Fort Payne has got their victory line. And we are ready for some football. So the teams are about to take the field. Let's take a one-minute timeout. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we're back and we're ready for the kickoff. As we mentioned earlier, uh, Springville did a nice job of uh, commemorating the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which is tomorrow. The Tigers in the end zone is painted red, white, and blue. They've also got the Tiger Paul in the, in the uh, colors of the American flag. They just ran out on the field with the uh, lead players with armed services flags. So really nice to see them commemorating the uh, 20th anniversary of 9-11. Uh, so we're getting ready to kick off. Fort Payne will receive. They're going to they're going to be going from our right to our left. And let's see what we can get started here. We're a little bit lower tonight uh, on the visitor sideline. Give a little shout out to Roger Engel. You were correct about Springville, Roger. And so uh, we are uh, a little lower. Can't really see a whole lot on the other side, but we'll do the best we can. Keep you guys posted. Back deep for Fort Payne is number eight, Skylar Cody. He's flanked to his right by number six, Connor Cash, and to his left by number three, Ricky Adame. And we are ready to kick off. 
Kicking off for Springville is number six, John Wolf. Wide receiver and kicker. Wide receiver and kicker. We've noticed they didn't have any kickers listed on the roster, which means their position players are their kickers. So here comes Wolf. He's approaching the ball now. And there's the kick. Connor Cash receives it at about the five-yard line. He's running up the right side. Looking for a hole. He's got some running room, and he gets all the way out to about the 40-yard line. Pretty good wall set up there yep. by Fort Payne. A lot of running room. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys tonight I'm going to struggle with the yardages and distances and what line they're on because it is really hard to see this low to the field. I will do the best I can. Fort Payne is set up first and 10 from their own 40-yard line. Jake Barnes coming to the huddle. Going to lead the offense. Fort Payne comes with a quick, quick huddle. There to the line of scrimmage, everybody in tight formation. Hands off to Aiken's left side. And he's going to get about three or four yards on first down. Coach Elmore told me that they're going to kind of go back to some traditional huddle this week just to uh, mix some things up, keep the defense on their toes. Wooten comes in for cash on the second play. Fort Payne again going from the huddle now. They break the huddle. Twins right, twins left. Excuse me. Trips right, twins left. Barnes sends Aikens behind him in motion. There's the snap. Hands to Aikens. Runs right side. Looking for a hole. He's got some running room. He gets about six or seven yards and a Fort Payne first down. They're in Springville territory. I like to see us bouncing some of this stuff outside. I know we talked last week about, you know, we wasn't getting much up the middle there. And it seems to be two, two plus yardage plays right yeah, there going two, to the outside. Two really good runs. Two really good runs. Daryl Prater in now at running back with Aikens in. So maybe see this uh, T formation. We've got two running backs in the backfield, Aikens and Daryl Prater. There's the snap. Gives to Prater running left. He's going to have a few yards. He falls forward. He gets about four or five yards on first down. So it's second and five, Fort Payne still inside Springville territory. Ever since Athens, I've been a big fan of that T formation. It seemed to really work for us then. I'm glad we're trying it out again here. Yep. Fort Payne's running plays in this week with wide receivers. This is old school. This is Jerry Elmore stuff here. So Chris is tapping back to his roots. Snap by taking the Barnes. He's looking right side. He throws to Ledford. He overthrows him and almost intercepted. Just a little hitch pattern, what we talked about last week and what Britt talked about, the safeties playing off. And Ledford was open, and Jake just overthrew him just a little bit. So it's third down and five, Fort Payne. All right, Springville fans, it's third down. Barnes went to the sideline himself this time to get the play. Payne comes to the line of scrimmage. They're bunched up pretty tight here. Barnes takes the snap. He's under center, hands it to Prater right side. He's got some running room, and I think he's going to have the first down. Great run right there. It looks close. Again, our angle's not very good, so I think he got the first down, though. He did. First down, Fort Payne on Springville's 37-yard line. All three of uh, Springville's down linemen over six foot and uh, close to 300 pounds. They, they so pretty have, big front they yeah. got there. They've got some big guys up there, but Fort Payne's doing a good job early on. Fort Payne's only thrown one pass on this series. It was incomplete, but they've run it pretty much right at Springville this first line, this first series. Comes to the line of scrimmage. Barnes under center. Connor Cash is offsides. Come on, Connor. Little jump there. So it's going to put Fort Payne in a first and 15. Sometimes when you sprint out of the huddle like that and get to the line of scrimmage that quick, it kind of gets your juices flowing and can lead you to want to jump off sides. 
So Fort Payne will be in a first and 15 now. Hopefully this isn't picking up where we left off last week with the penalty. Yeah, well, yeah, let's not do that a whole bunch. Barnes comes to the sideline to get the play from Coach Elmore. He goes to the huddle again. Again, Fort Payne huddling in this entire series so far. Fort Payne comes out, trips receivers near side, single receiver far side. Barnes is under center. Tall sweep to Aikens left side. He's looking for room. He gets about three or four yards on first down, so it'll be second down and 12, 11. Mixing in, going inside, outside, trying to go up the gut, going a little bit on the perimeter. They've been moving the ball running, so hopefully they'll continue to do so. Again, four paint in the huddle. With 9-19 left in the first quarter. Coach Elmore is going to call a timeout. So with this timeout, let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Fort Payne with a second and 12 or second and 11. First drive of the series has looked pretty good. In other region action tonight, Oxford's taking on Southside. Arab is playing Scottsboro. Fort Payne, of course, is Springville. And Pell City is out of region tonight playing Talladega. So we've got a second and 11. Fort Payne breaks the huddle. Comes to the line of scrimmage. Barnes is still under center. Aikens is running back. Takes the snap. He gives right side Aikens. He found running room. He's got 10, 12, 15, 13 yards on first down and second down, and he picks up a Fort Payne first down. Aikens there broke about three tackles he, and yep. two spin moves. He, he really grabs a hold of that ball, holds it with two hands, and just plows ahead. And Fort Payne set up now on the Springville 24-yard line, first and 10. Here they come to the line of scrimmage quickly again. Barnes under center. Daryl Prater at running back gives him left sides. There's a flag on the play. Do we jump again? Not sure what this flag was. Looks like maybe on uh, Springville. Yeah, I think maybe Springville was lined up offsides on this one. No, they're, gonna no, they're moving Fort Payne back. Putting together a great drive here, minus the two penalties that we've had getting us behind the yeah, sticks. Yeah, I think what happened there is when your receivers are running out like that, they can get to what they think is the line of scrimmage, but they don't check with that official, and he actually was lined up across the line of scrimmage. So you've got to be careful sprinting out of that huddle and not knowing where you are lined up on the play. So bun bunch formation for Fort Payne. Again, Barnes under center. Takes the ball, gives the Prater up the middle. He's got some running room. He gets all of the penalty yardage back, plus two. It's going to be second down and eight for Fort Payne. I think they've only – am I correct? They've only thrown one play think, this series? I think one pass. And it was incomplete, and Fort Payne is running the ball very well. Still not used to seeing them run the plays. I don't know if I've ever seen Fort Payne do that <laughs> yeah. in, in my days. Now, <laughs> yeah, that was the only, only way we did it. All right, now they're going back to shotgun formation. Aikens and Prater in the backfield. Takes the snap, gives to Aikens right side on a sweep. He's looking for running room. Doesn't get much, maybe a yard, maybe two. It'll bring up third down and seven. 
Let's see what Fort Payne draws up on a third and medium, maybe third and long. It's maybe they may have to throw here, unless he's going to go four down territory early in the game. Again, Fort Payne coming in a little bunch formation. Everybody's kind of bunched in the line of scrimmage. Looks like trip the twins and twins. There's the snap. Barnes looks back, looks left side, throws to the sideline. He's got Connor Cash. He catches it, and he's down at the seven-yard line. First down for Payne. Nice pass and catch from Jake Barnes to Connor Cash. Real simple out route. Real simple. Great throw by Barnes. Yep, 7.35 left in the first quarter. Fort Payne's moving. I like what I see. Like I said, running stuff to the outside, just those little T-pop passes, yep. short ones to the outside. Seems to be working. Right, here's the going. T formation here. Jake Barnes under center, hands the ball to Aiken's left side. He's looking for running room. He got a little bit. He's down to the three-yard line. Jake's running back and forth now, getting the plays. Carter Tinker coming in now for Heisman Brown. Looks like we're going to stay in the T formation. Four paints at the four-yard line. I thought they were at the three, but it's the four. And it is second down and goal. T formation, Bennett Blanks left, Prater middle, Aiken's right. Hands the ball to Prater up the middle. He's got running room, and he scores a touchdown. Fort Payne, six to nothing. First drive of the game. Great job, guys. He leaned right in there and just rode those offensive linemen on into the yeah, end zone right there. A lot of push by that O-line. The O-line really moving the ball. So Fort Payne scores with 6.55 left in the first quarter. It's six to nothing, and the kick is pending. McPherson in for the kick. There's the snap. Barnador gets the hold down. The kick is away, and the kick is good. So with 6.55 left in the first quarter, Fort Payne takes the early lead, 7 to nothing. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we are back. So, so far, so good for Fort Payne. Seven to nothing lead early in the ball game. Alex McPherson back to kick as he approaches. There's the kick. It's away, and it is deep. Kicks it out of the uh, to the back of the end zone. So, Springville will start at the 20-yard line. Before we get too deep in this game, I got to give a little shout out to my daughter, Sydney who's at the house feeling a little bit under the weather. Sydney, I love you, sweetie, and I will see you a little bit later tonight. So let's see what the Springville Tigers come out in, and the Fort Payne defense is ready to go. Looks like they're giving Diego Gallegos an opportunity to fill in for Alex since he's yeah. going to be, using, be used a lot on uh, offense this week. Hopefully this cooler weather, too, will make it a little easier on some of those guys that are going both ways. Springville comes out in a tight end near side, trips receivers far side, shotgun formation. Number 12 hands off to the, up the middle to number 23. Won't have to get names down here for just a second. Malin Alverson is the running back. Devin Wells on the tackle right there. Devin Wells on the tackle. So Ashton Fry's the quarterback. He's a tall, he's 6'5". Tall joker. 
So Springville on second and five, gains five yards on first down. Running back comes back in the backfield. Fry takes the snap. He looks to throw to the running back, but he pulls it down and runs instead. He gains about three yards. It's going to be third and short for Springville on their first series. Heisman Brown right there really disrupted that play. It looked like it was going to be a little swing pass to the running back there, and he was all over the running he, back. He jumped on it. Quarterback tucked it inside and wasn't nothing there. So Fort Payne comes out, got, has Springville in the third and short first series. Fry in shotgun formation. Drops back, looks right side, throws short. It's caught, and for a first down to number 10, Gallegos getting a little action right there on Caleb the tackle. McCarty, yep. So, so far we've got two players that weren't in the starting lineups catching and running, so I'm going to have to find out where <laughs> these guys are. Ashton Fry is the quarterback. We've got a bunch formation. We've got twins receivers top and near side, but they're tight in a bunch formation. Fry is your quarterback. Takes the snap. Hands off. No, fakes the handoff. Runs left. He's running to the sideline, trying to get the corner. He gets a little bit of that corner. He's going to end up with about five yards on first down. Nice run by Fry to get to that edge. You can tell he's got some speed getting yeah. down the edge there. So second and five for Fort Payne. And I guess we're taking a, it's like we're taking a heat timeout, which it's not very hot. So <laughs> we'll just we'll just hang here during this heat timeout. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florist and Gifts. Gourmet baskets, personalized printing gifts. Stock up on Auburn and Alabama party wear, perfect for your next game, game day gathering. Located in Galt Avenue, North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. We want to thank Steve Black for helping us out. We had some technical issues. As Roger mentioned last week, we probably would have. And um, we made it through, so we're thankful for Steve and all those guys and WZOB and Holly and Jamie and Steve from WZOB. Getting us on the air just took us a little bit longer than it normally would. But that's to be expected on your first road game, right? That's what you have happen. So It's a little tough to see, too, where we're at here. Kind of. I always thought it interesting when I was coaching that they, they stick to the heat timeouts even when really, I mean, you don't need a heat timeout tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 70 degrees, man. I know. It feels great out here. Like I said, I'm, gonna have to, I'm probably going to have to go to the jacket here before too long. So Springville has uh, picked up an initial first down. Now they're second and five at their own 36-yard line. Fry in shotgun formation. And he's flanked by Alverson. Receiver in motion. Jet sweep this side, number two. And then he's almost run down. Gets to the corner, and he may have picked up a first down. Number two is Matt Wolf. And they marked him just short of a first down. So we get a starting lineup sheet each week, and none of the three players who've made plays early on are on my starting lineup for Springville. So Makes it a little tough. I have to go to the roster. It takes me a little bit longer. We'll get it figured out. First road game, that's to, to be expected. So it's third down and one. Springville at their own 40-yard line. They're in shotgun formation. Fry looks at the sideline to see the call. Patrick Bennett is flanking him. Hands to Bennett up the middle looking for running room. He's not going to have any running room. Fort Payne comes up. He bounces it outside and picks up the first down. Fort Payne stopped him with the initial surge. He bounced left, and it looks like he's going to pick up the first down. Yeah, Heisman had him in the backfield there almost. Yep. 
Coach told us that Heisman was going to be in number 65 in case he was needed on the offensive line, but he is not. He's in his normal 94. So Fort Payne has gotten Springville in two-third downs but hasn't gotten off the field yet. Springville first and 10 from their own 41-yard line. Frying shotgun formation, Alverson beside him. He steps back, drops back to pass. He's throwing long left side. He's got a receiver down there and just barely overthrows him. Well, that was dangerous. He had a couple of steps on Bennett Blanks. Looks like they got a mismatch with a linebacker and a short wide receiver who could run. And he just barely overthrew him. Coach Prater sent a good bit of pressure up there. That might have had a little something to do with the. Yeah. So it's second and 10. Frying shotgun formation flanked by Alverson. We've got a bunch formation to this near side. Alverson takes the snap. He hands the, Oh, he fumbles the ball in Fort Payne, picks it up and recovers it. Heisman Brown recovers it. Fort Payne with the turnover. That was a missed exchange between Fry and Alverson, much like the Gadsden City game. Of course, you weren't there, Dallas, but that looked exactly like the missed exchange in our game against Gadsden City. And so Fort Payne benefits first turnover. They've got it inside Springville territory. Need to take advantage of this and get some points yep. on the board, get on them early, get the momentum on our side. So we're down to four minutes and 12 seconds left in the first quarter. Fort Payne comes to the line of scrimmage. They're in a bunch formation again. Barnes is under center, takes the snap, hands to Aikens up the middle. He fumbles it. He fumbles it back, and it looks like Springville got it right back. Wow. Seems so, like that ball was on the ground forever. Yeah. Okay, well, we're right back where we started from. <laughs> Two plays. Springle fumbles it. Fort Payne gives it right back to him. Got to be able to take advantage of those things and miss that opportunity there. So, anyway. So, Fort, uh, Springville will have it first and 10 from their own 41-yard line. They come out in twins receivers top side, twins receivers near side. Alverson flanks Fry in the backfield. Shotgun formation. He takes the snap, drops back. He's looking left side, throwing off his back foot, and it gets tipped by somebody. I think Prater might have got Did a Prater hand on Prater get a hand on it? Yeah, it got tipped at the line of – or not at the line of scrimmage in the backfield, so it's incomplete. Second and ten. Is our table moving? <laughs> I wish we had a picture. Holly, we need to get a picture of this, of our setup here, because we are just out in the open. If it was raining right now, we'd be in trouble. So second and 10 for Springville. They get in trips receivers this near side. They're all in a bunch, frying the backfield. Takes the snap, hands to Alverson. He's trying to bounce it right side, left side. He gets a little bit of running room. And he may have gained two yards on second down. So it'll be third down and long for Springville. Caden Kilgore on the tackle. Okay. We're down to three minutes and 42 seconds left in the first quarter, Fort Payne leading seven to nothing. Fort Payne's defense doing a good job getting them in third down. Just yep. can't finish it right need now. Need to get off the field. I remember a lot. There's been a lot of third and longs for Fort Payne. This is an opportunity to get off the field. We really need to. Fort Payne looks like they jumped, but apparently they did not get in the neutral zone. Try doing some hard call. Yep. They're in a four-wide set. Fry in the backfield with Alverson. They're resetting this play. Takes the snaps. He's dropping back. Dropping back. Setting up the screen. And he is caught, but he is picked up by Devin Wells. Nice play, Devin. Had the screen set up, and Devin read it and broke on it. And he actually lost about three yards, so it's going to be fourth and 11 
for Springville. Great play by him right there. He don't make that tackle. It's, he's yeah. taking that for at least 10 or 15 yards yeah, for that, a first down. That's a first down if Devin doesn't make that play. So Springville comes in for punt formation. Number six, John Wolf will punt for them. And back deep for Fort Payne is Brandon Oliver, number nine. Back deep for the Wildcats, number nine, Brandon Oliver. Fort Payne looks to be in somewhat of a punt safe here with the defense on the field. Here's the snap. Wolf gets the kick away. It's a wobbly end-over-end -end kick to the sideline. And his bounces. Gives a Springville a really good Springville roll. Wow, wow, wow. All the way down to the 11-yard line where Fort Payne will take over. So they flip the field on us. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, so we're just finishing the first play from the break. Sorry about that. They got out there quicker than I thought they were. Alex Akins runs right side, and we're going to be very dependent on the chain gang here because I cannot tell from this angle how far he's running. It looks like he's picked up eight yards on first down, so it'll be second and one, or second and two. Fort Payne moving the ball well in the first quarter. A lot of runs. They come out in trips, receivers near side, single receiver far side. Barnes is back in the shotgun formation. He moves Akins from his right to his left. And it looks like we're going to have another timeout. Timeout, Fort Payne. So Fort Payne's going to take another timeout. Don't really want to see that early in the first half. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Dan Patterson. Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Did you know that you can rent band instruments at Patterson's? Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne, you're getting this live on FPTV. So apparently Coach Elmore didn't like what he saw there. Not sure yeah. what was going on, but he had to call a timeout. I guess when you're deep in your own territory like that, you don't want to risk anything. Yeah, you can't make a mistake right there. Yep. We've got a minute and 38 seconds left in the first quarter. Really pretty up here. We're, we're on, this, this stadium is set right up against a big hill. It's very, very beautiful. Beautiful night for football. It's, it's good to be here in a high school football setting, isn't it, Dallas? Just looking at the middle of the field, you think we're in Death Valley, right? It, it kind of has that feel, that eye of the Tigers <laughs> out there. All right, so here we go. Second and short for Fort Payne. They come Barnes is under center, tight formation. Hands to Aikens left side. He's going to get the first down. He breaks a tackle, breaks another tackle. And he's out to the 28-yard line, first down Fort Payne. I like watching Aikens run. Runs hard and very shifty. Yeah. I really like Frazier, uh, Bronson Laney. Um, Definitely getting a push up front. Colt Shankle. Uh, Colt Shankle. Is that right, Colt yep, Shankle? Colton Shankle is Colton Barclay. Shank Colton Barclay moving, moving that line of scrimmage. Even those boys from Springville are big, we're moving them. Here's the snap. Barnes gives it to uh, Prater this time. Not very much running room that play. Maybe gained a yard. It's going to be second and nine for Fort Payne. Taking the handoff for the Wildcats. Number one, Daryl Prater. Brought down by a host of Tigers. 
Really interesting to see Fort Payne running the plays in from the sideline. That, that is old school. You don't see very many. You don't see very many teams at all do that anymore. No, especially at the all right, six, Barnes seven, is level. Yeah, Barnes is under center this time. Prater's in the backfield. Takes the snap, hands to Prater up the middle. No, not much there either. Maybe gained another yard. It's going to be third and long for Fort Payne. Third and eight. Fort Payne. Let's see if we can dial up on third. I would imagine they'll go to their traditional spread set. Not running the play clock for some reason. Fort Payne does come in spread formation. Well, it's a little bit of bunch on the top side. Trips receivers top side, but they're bunched. Single receiver Connor Cash on this near side. They're calling it from the line of scrimmage. They're doing some adjustments here. Barnes is looking, taking his time. And he lets the first quarter, first quarter run out. So at the end of the first quarter, Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. Let's take a one minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, it's the start of the second quarter. Fort Payne in a third and nine at their own 29-yard line. They come out in a uh, twins receivers right side, single receiver left side. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Aikens this side on a sweep. He comes right side. There's nothing there. He loses four yards. It's going to be fourth down. He's tried to stretch that to the sideline, and this just wasn't anything there, so Fort Payne's going to have to punt. So Alex McPherson's first punt of the game from Fort Payne's 25-yard line. Let's see if he can return the favor and flip the field on Springville. There's the snap. There's the kick. He gets a nice high spiral. Fair catch is called at the... Springville 31-yard line. We'll stay right here because Fort Payne's going to come out quick. Kind of looked like towards the end of this drive here that Springville's keying in on a little bit of our run game because I think we've only threw the ball one yeah. time during the first quarter, so I think they're keying in a little bit on that. Yeah, might, that might be the case. So Springville has the ball. This will be really their just their second series. They had a, the first series they fumbled, then they got it right back, and then had to punt soon after that. So. I guess it's their third time with the ball. Fry in shotgun formation with Alverson to his right. They've got some uh, 
Single receiver top side, single receiver near side. Fries takes the snap, hands to Alverson up the middle. He's got a little running room. He gets about five, six, seven, eight yards on first down. It's going to be second and short for Springville. Nice run on first down. All right. Springville at their own 40-yard line. Fry in shotgun formation. Alverson to his left. He takes the snap. He's dropping back to look. Throws to the right side. He's got a receiver open, number eight. He catches the ball. It's a first down inside of Fort Payne territory down to the Fort Payne 47-yard line. Nice pass and catch to number eight, Noel Cox. Picks up the first down. Fort Payne's defense needs to step up here. It's first and ten, Springville in Fort Payne territory. Fry in the backfield, Alverson and Pistol behind him. Now the tight end and wingback reversed to the other side, to this near side. Fry takes the snap. He drops the snap. He's going to have to run the ball. It was going to be a handoff. Now he's going to be in trouble. He's trying to get out of trouble. He's going to end up losing about eight yards on that play. Just bobbled the snap and then couldn't give it to the running back, so he's going to try to turn into the running back. There was no room there. Fort Payne snuffed it out, and he is. It's going to be second and very long for Springville. See if we can take advantage of a miscue by Springville early in the game. Fry in shotgun formation. Alverson his right. We've got twins receivers to this near side, single receivers top side. Fry's drops back, looks over the middle. He's got a tight end open, catches it at midfield, picks up about five yards, but it's going to be third and still very long. It was a nice catch, but our defense was right there to make the play. Aiken was right there on top of it as soon as he caught it. So it's third and 12, Springville. Right at midfield, sitting right dead center of the eye of the Tiger. Fry in the shotgun, Alverson to his left, twins top side, twins near side. There's the snap. Fry drops back. He's looking right side, throws down the middle, and it is incomplete. Trying to get Cox, but he threw it a little bit outside, so it'll bring up fourth down. Good job, Fort Payne's defense, taking yep. advantage of that bobbled snap. And Yep. You want to get people behind the sticks, you want to get them to third down, and then you got to get off the field on third down. And it seems like that's a point of emphasis for Fort Payne, and they're doing a good job of it tonight. So Springville will have to punt. Number six, Wolf for Springville in punt formation. Brandon Oliver standing at the 15-yard line. For a receiver, he's got a pretty good leg, don't he? Yeah. We used to have running backs punt for us. Fort Payne, ooh, he almost gets in. Oliver takes a fair catch and catches it at the 12-yard line, so Fort Payne will start there. And they're coming out on the field quick. It's hard to go to commercial breaks as fast as they're turning this thing over. Nice catch by Oliver at the 12-yard line. Let's stay right here. Yeah, he's a pretty good punter for, he is, for yeah, being a wide receiver. That's your point, too. When, you know. So let's see what Fort Payne can do this series. We've got nine minutes and 21 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. Barnes comes, comes under center. Aikens in the backfield, takes the snap, hands to Aikens, looking right side. He's got a little bit of running room. He gains about three yards on first down. It'll be second and seven. So it looks like you're right. They may be keying on this run a little bit more, so we may have to yeah. do some throwing just to balance it out a little bit. It seemed to slow us down a little bit now. Yeah. 
So Fort Payne comes out. They've got trips receivers in a bunch formation, top side, single receiver, near side, and Barnes is back in shotgun. Aikens to his right. There's the snap. Drops back to pass. He's looking right side to Adame. Adame's got – oh, he had a little bit of step on him. But it's incomplete. Overthrew him. It's going to be third down and eight for Payne. Adame had him beat there. Yeah, he got jammed at the line of scrimmage. It kind of held him up, and I think Barnes threw as though he weren't going to be jammed, and it kind of overthrew him there. So third down and eight for Fort Payne. Adame had the long touchdown last, yeah. last Friday. Yeah. All right, so Fort Payne comes out, trips receivers top side, single receiver near. Barnes takes the snap, gives to Aikens. Looking for running room, and he almost broke that, boy. If he'd have broke that initial surge, he could have gotten the first down. It's going to be fourth down and five. Fort Payne's going to have to punt. So this game has gotten evenly matched pretty quickly after Fort Payne's touchdown drive, and now we're just kind of punting back and forth here. Let's see if Alice can flip the field here. Using Caden Kilgore for the long snaps tonight. There's the kick. Gets away a wobbly spiral. It's going to land. Fair catch. Oh, can't do that. It lands at the 40. That's a fair catch, but Caden hit the uh, returner before he ever caught the ball. So that's going to be a 15-yard penalty for Fort Payne. It's going to put Springville in Fort Payne territory on this first drive. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. All right, we are back with eight minutes, four seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing, but this Springville drive is going to start in Fort Payne territory as a result of a 15-yard interference on a punt penalty. So Springville starts at Fort Payne's 43-yard line, first and 10, frying shotgun formation. He's flanked by Patrick Bennett this time, number five. Springville running, uh, looks like two tight ends now. Single receiver top side. No, they've got a single receiver near side, sorry. Which really trips near, single far. Fry takes the snap, hands up the middle to Bennett. Bennett's got some running room. He's going to five, six, eight, almost a first down. He picks up nine, maybe ten yards on the first play. He's going to get a good spot there. I think he may have got it. Yeah, I think he did. That's really close. Looks like a first down but they may try to measure. Yeah, they're going to measure this. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Not Your Mama's Deli. Um, opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients, live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. That's Not Your Mama's Deli in downtown Fort Payne. You're getting this live on FPTV. Here's the measurement. It is a first down. So Springville will have it first and 10 at the Fort Payne 33-yard line. 
Going to need the defense to step up here, try to halt this drive. You know, Springville looks, they look really athletic. They do. They look big. So that's a, that's a good-looking football team. They passed the eye test for sure. Yeah. So here we go. We got a trips down on this side of the field at the single receiver top side, frying the shotgun formation. Here's the snap. He's dropping back, looking to the single receiver side. He's looking a little hitch and go. It's thrown up to that receiver, and he comes back underneath it, but it's out of bounds. Had a little stop and go there, a little hitch and go, and uh, Hayden Harrell was not um, confused on the play. He stayed with the receiver, was underthrown and almost completed. Fry definitely has an arm. Yeah. See. So it's second down and 10 for Springville at the Fort Payne 33-yard line. We're at seven minutes, 21 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. Springville again with trips, receivers near side, single receivers far side. Fry takes the snap and hands it up the middle to Bennett. Bennett's trying to break it outside. He does break it outside. He gains about five, six, seven, eight yards on first down. Fort, Fort Payne had him initially for about a two or three yard gain. He breaks that tackle and Cody King has to make the tackle and it's seven yards downfield. Two different Fort Payne players had him in the backfield there and he just. Yeah, wrap him up and bring him down. That hasn't been a problem for Fort Payne this year. So it's third down and short. Fort Payne really needs to try to get a field goal attempt out of this one. Springville on the move. Let's see if we can get a stop here on third and short. Fry takes the snap, hands it up the middle. No, he, he fakes the snap and he runs it right side. He picks up the first down, makes one player miss, makes another player miss. He fumbles the ball. There's a pile, tried to get it, and we can't tell. Fort Payne says they have it and they do. Another turnover. Another turnover by the defense. That's two tonight. We caught a little bit of a break there. Look, looks like we had a pretty strong blitz called right there. And once he got around that, there was nobody nobody yep. left. Yep. He faked the handoff that time and was running right side and was making players miss. But when you're running, you got to keep the football with you. And he did not. Fort Payne takes advantage. So with six minutes and 30 seconds left in the half, Fort Payne takes over at the Springle 15-yard line. So, again, we talk about that bend but don't break defense, and Fort Payne does it again. Barnes comes up under center, hands the ball to Aikens, right side. He's trying to bounce it. He does bounce it. He gets outside. He gets a first down. He gets 15, 18 yards on first down. Nope. Well, and there's a flag on the play. We may have holding here. I, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but that, that was holding. Yeah. <laughs> it was right in front of us. This is the one play on the place on the field that we can see everything, and, and that was holding. Sorry, guys. It was. So that's going to push Fort Payne back. Good run by Aikens, and I'm not even sure they had to hold for Aikens to get to the corner. So I think the result of the penalty is going to put Fort Payne right back at first and ten. If it's a spot, if they mark it from the spot of the foul, and they mark it 10 yards, it's going to put Fort Payne right back at first and 10 from where they were. And that's what happens. So it's essentially a no play. Here comes Fort Payne. Barnes again is under center. We've got trips receivers in a bunch formation down on the near side. Adame in motion. Takes the handoff. He's booting left. Looking downfield. He hits Ledford short. Gets about five, six, seven, eight yards on first down. Nice, nice pitch and catch. I like those kind of plays like that. I think that that's what we need 
right yep. now. That, that that at least keeps the defense from crashing in on your yes. run plays. So it looks like Fort Payne takes. Nope, this is the heat timeout that we don't really need because it's cool. So let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. And I have gone to the jacket in the second quarter. We didn't even make it to halftime. I had to go to the jacket. It's already cooling off enough. Oddly enough, ironically enough, right after a heat timeout. So we go to a heat timeout, and I put my jacket on. So Fort Payne has a second and four. Four Five Payne. minutes and 59 seconds left in the first half. Fort Payne leads seven and nothing. Looking good right now. Shot herself on the foot two different times right there. Yeah, it feels like the mistakes that have been made tonight are not as egregious as the ones in previous weeks. So it's not hurting Fort Payne as bad as it has in the past past couple of weeks. Barnes in shotgun formation. He drops back, looks left side, throws to Connor Cash, and it is complete. Connor. Nice catch by Connor on the sidelines. That's about a 15-yard pickup. Great catch. Really, it was really a great catch. So Fort Payne picks up the first down. Barnes to Cash. Takes it out to the uh, Fort Payne 36-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, if you can mix in a little bit of that pass with your run game, and you can keep them off balance a lot. So now they come back in the same shotgun formation. We've got two running backs in the backfield this time. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Prater right side. He finds a little oh. bit of hole. He fumbles the ball. Fumbles the ball, and it looks like Springville's going to pick it up. Another turnover. So that's two turnovers each. I'm not just, sure. Is, is it damp out there? Or? I don't know. I mean, we're swapping turnovers right we now. We are. So Fort Payne gives it back to Springville at their own – 38-yard line, and Springville set up first and 10. Man, it just said <laughs> the mistakes yeah. are not killing Fort Payne, and then they turn it over like that. So it'll be first and 10 Springville. My goodness. Let's go, guys. Each team's had several possessions this half. And Springville is going with a new quarterback. They're going with the junior, number 15, Stephen Morrison, at quarterback now. He's just as tall. He's, no, he's 6'3", not 6'5". <laughs> not <excuse> quite. <laughs> Springville has trips receivers on the top side and single running back Alverson in the backfield with Morrison. There's a flag on the play. Did they get a delay a game? It was, delay a game. So Springville does not get the play snapped in time and it's gonna be five yard penalty. Move them back five yards. I'm not sure if Springville runs a two quarterback system or if this is a, don't, don't get the feeling that Fry was making that many no, mistakes to – they may just run two quarterbacks, and that's just part of their game. So here we go, first and 15 Springville from the Fort Payne 43-yard line. Morrison in the backfield, Alverson to his left, takes the snap, fakes the handoff and runs up the middle. He's got a little bit of running room. He's trying to break some tackles, and he gets gang tackled. He picked up the penalty yardage plus two. It's going to be second down and eight, maybe nine. Six yards, it'll bring up second and nine for the Tigers. Second and nine for 
Morrison looking to the sideline for the play. Springville looks a little bit confused, and they may have to call a timeout. They do call a timeout. Springville has to call a timeout. So with 4.43 left in the, in the half, Fort Payne leads 7-0. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. Springville coming out of their timeout, second and nine at the Fort Payne 37-yard line. So Fort Payne's going to have to get the turnovers under control. Springville is gifting us the ball, and then we're giving it right back to him. Morrison takes the snap. It looks a little reverse to number three, and he's caught in the backfield. Homer had him in the backfield, and he gets loose, breaks a couple of more tackles, and ends up gaining about two yards. But uh, Skyler Homer, not uh, Skyler Hillier, Skyler Hillier, excuse me, stayed at him in the backfield, right and he really held him up enough for the Fort Payne defense to catch up, and now it's going to be third and long for Springville. So nice play there. I think Skyler was a little disappointed he didn't make the tackle there, yep. but, but he yep. <laughs> essentially made the play. He did hold him up long enough. So uh, Springville ran a little bit of a reverse there. It's going to be third and eight. Morrison in the backfield, takes the snap, looks to this left side, throws it in the, to number six. He's got it, and he's going to pick up the first down. He's trying to gain more yardage. He's down to the 20, almost the 20-yard line for Springville first down. Just a little simple curl route on the inside receiver here. Morrison completes to Wolf, and it's first down Springville on the Fort Payne 21-yard line. Need the defense to step up here. Looks like Springville's got two very serviceable quarterbacks. Morrison still in, still in at quarterback. Springville at the 21-yard line. Takes the snap. Hands it to five. Five's trying to find room. He has nothing there. Nice play. Skyler Hillier. Skyler Hillier again that play. Very nice play by Hillier. Looks like there Morrison didn't really know what he wanted to do yeah. with it and held on to it a little too long. With Morrison, I mean, uh, uh, Hillier may have just given him a bad read <laughs> and then made the play. And he, Confused Morrison on that read. So it's second down and 15. That quarterback is reading that defensive end, which is Hillier there. Yeah. Great job by him. So it's second and 14, Springville. There's the snap. Morrison looking left side. Nothing there. He's getting. He's under pressure. He's under pressure. He's trying to get out of it. And he's still getting out of it. He's breaking tackles. Boy, he's a good runner. Houdini. My goodness. We had him about three <laughs> or four times in the backfield, and he escapes. Now, he only gained about two yards. And they gained about five yards because it was second and 14. So it's going to be third and long still. But, man. Skylar Hillier's in the backfield about every play. That was him again. That's one of them. That's the old, that's the old get him, get him, get yeah. him. <laughs> that mama's yelling in the crowd. So it's third down and nine. Springville. Fort Payne really needs to get off the field on this third down play. Morrison in the backfield. He fakes the handoff. He's rolling left side. He's under pressure. Under pressure again, throws back to this right side. Wide uh, open receiver at the short at the five-yard line. He steps in for a touchdown. 
that play was not designed yep. to go that way. And when it and when it went off the rails, he turned back and he had a receiver in the flats that nobody was covering. Those busted plays can, yep, can that get was, you. It turned into backyard football. Fort Payne had him in the backfield, and um, he escaped and threw it to uh, John Wolf on the on the side. Not John Wolf. It was Patrick Bennett on the sideline at the five-yard line. It was an easy touchdown for Sprinkle. So it's seven to six, Fort Payne, with 2:12 left in the half. And here comes the attempt, the point after attempt from Wolf. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. It's away, and it is good. So with 2:12 left in the half, your score is tied, seven to seven, Springville versus Fort Payne. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Got two minutes and 12 seconds left in the half. Springville just tied it up 7-7. Seven to seven, And we'll now kick off to four pain. Had them third and nine. That's what you want on your defense. Like you said, it was one of those backyard football plays. Just, just, a, yeah, just a busted play and then things break down when it scrambling around like that. Yeah, it was a roll left. And when it busted up, Morrison went back to the right side and had uh, Bennett in the flats wide open because everybody was flooding to the right side where he was. So here's the kick by John Wolf. He's... Set up. Approaches the ball. There's the kick. It is going to be returnable by Adame at the five-yard line. He comes up right side looking for a hole. Gains pretty good on the return up to the 32-yard line, and Fort Payne will start there. Nice return by Adame. Let's see if Fort Payne can get some uh, points before the half. May have to resort to throwing it a little bit now with just two minutes, two minute yeah. offense. Let's see what Coach Elmore dials up to try to get some points on the board before the half. They come out in a bunch formation. Twins top tribe, twins near side, Barnes under center. Ledford in shot in motion. He takes the handoff. It's a speed sweep. He's got some running room. He's breaking tackles. Go. He's breaking more tackles. He's down inside of Springville territory, and he's brought down at the 30-yard line. Wow, that didn't look like it was going to have much to it. And Ledford breaks two or three tackles, and Fort Payne is already in field goal range with one play. It's kind of like a little jet sweep little or jet something sweep. there. Yeah, a little speed sweep, and Ledford takes it and, and makes something happen with it. Nice play. Nice pickup on first down. Barnes again under center. We've got a minute and 40, 54 seconds left in the half. Barnes hands to Aikens right side. He's looking for a hole. Doesn't seem to get much, but again, that's the angle of the field that we can't see much on. He doesn't get anything. Maybe a yard. It's going to be second down and nine. Leopard's strong kid. He, yeah, he's a good, good, good stature kid. Four pains in shotgun formation. Barnes takes the snap. He's dropping, looks in right side. He's got Adame down there, and it's a little bit overthrown. Might should have made that catch, but it was a little bit high. 
It's going to be third down and nine. Let's see some creative play calling by Coach Elmore here. Fort Payne signaling plays again now. Trying to mix up the tempo. Barnes in shotgun formation. He's got twins right and twins left. Takes the snap. He's going to look left. So it looks like he's setting up the screen. He's got the screen set up to Aikens. Aikens catches it, breaks the tackle, and gets about. It's hard to tell from here how much he got because we got a tent in the be way. About two or three short. Yeah, he's going to be a little bit short. We've got a minute and 14 seconds left. The clock is running. Let's see what Coach Elmore does. Looks like he's not making a decision right now. I don't know if he's going to let some time run off the clock and take a timeout. That looks like what he's going to do. He's letting the play clock run down and run as much time off the clock as he can. It's 53, 52, 50. It looks the like play he's... clock's at 15 seconds, so it looks like he's going to have about 35 seconds left in the half when get he calls this timeout. a chance maybe. Yeah, I would, I would think he's going to try to get some points here with the game the way it is. Two, one. And he calls the timeout. So timeout, Fort Payne. We're going to take it with him. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. There's 35 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne and Springville are tied at seven. Fourth down and four, and it looks like Fort Payne's going to have a field goal attempt. Hard to tell exactly how long this kick is. It's at the, about the 30-yard line, so it'll be a 40-yard attempt by Alex McPherson. Sawyer Burt snapping. Dax Varnador holding. Fort Payne's going to attempt a 40-yard field goal. Here we go. Let's see if we can put some points on the board for the half. There's the snap. There's the hold. The kick by McPherson is away. The kick is good. All right, so Fort Payne takes a 10-7 lead with 30 seconds left in the half. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. Fort Payne takes a 10-7 lead with 30 seconds left in the half. McPherson lined up to kick. Let me tell you something about this uh, operation here tonight. To see, I was wondering on the way down here what it was going to look like because FPTV is set up in Fort Payne. Kind of a lot of the stuff is preset, but our, there's a lot of moving around. But there's a lot of moving parts here tonight, and these guys have done an outstanding job to get this thing set up. And WZOB with Steve and those guys there. 
really nice to come in and have everything ready to go. So here's the kick by McPherson. It's going to be out of the back of the end zone. Wow, he booted that one. My goodness. <laughs> See, I would imagine Springville's just going to take this to the house. Let me take you, tell you quick about one of our sponsors, American Crawl Space LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're listening to this ad live on Fort Payne TV, FPTV. So here we go. I can't imagine. Well, they may try to do something. We'll see. We got Fry back in. Fry's back in now. Morrison is the one who led him to the touchdown, but Fry's back in. Seems and like Morrison may be more of the thrower, too. Maybe, maybe so. But it looks like the kind of a victory formation. He takes it, and he's going to yeah. take a knee, and we're going to go to the half. So at Springville, halftime score is Fort Payne 10, Springville 7. Because this is an away game for Fort Payne, the band is going to be up first. So rather than doing our scoreboard report when we come back from this break, we're actually going to have our band. And is that Heisman Brown? That's what I was wondering, with the ice on his shoulder. Heisman Brown has ice on his shoulder, so maybe we can get an update on that from Coach Elmore. So there's the end of the half. Again, Fort Payne is leading 10-7. to 7. We're going to take a two-minute break. When we come back from the break, we're going to have the Fort Payne band live. Uh, two-minute break, this it's Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill NTP. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening. With the leadership of drum majors Emily Bittefield and Dave Carter, the band will be performing their 2021 show inspired by the music of Michael Jackson, including Thriller and Bat, featuring soloist Reese Hugh, as well as the Jackson 5 family of I'll Be There, I Want You Back, and ABC. Featuring soloist Aiden Moe. 
Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, I'm Webb Mason. I'm here with some score updates. Uh, in the second quarter, Fort Payne leads 7-0 against Springville. In the first quarter, Collinsville and Scottick Bulldogs are 0-0. First quarter, Sandrock versus Gadsden, 0-0. First quarter, Crossville versus Gunnersville, 37 Gunnersville, Crossville, 0. First quarter, Geraldine versus Sardis. Geraldine leads 6-0. Second quarter, Boaz versus West Point. Boaz leads 21-0. First quarter, Asbury versus Plainview. Plainview leads 28-0. Second quarter, Albertville versus Florence. Florence leads 7-3. Second quarter, Fife versus Sylvania. Fife leads 16-6. First quarter, Valley Head versus Woodville, 0-0. Zero zero. First quarter, Scottsboro versus Arab, 0-0. Zero zero. First quarter, Section versus North Sand Mountain. North Sand Mountain leads 6-0. Second quarter, Pisgah versus Folksville. Folkville, 15, Pisgah, 8. First quarter, Cherokee County versus Aston. Cherokee County leads 7-6. Second quarter, Cedar Bluff versus Summerton Christian. Cedar Bluff leads 7-6. First quarter, Spring Garden versus Locust Fort, 0-0. First quarter, Gelsville versus Coosa Christian. Gelsville leads 8-6. Second quarter, Piedmont versus Glencoe. Piedmont leads 28-0. And halftime, Hoax Bluff versus Ohatchee. 14 to 0.
Ohatchee leads. Second quarter, Gadsden City versus Hoover, 7-7. Second quarter, Westbrook Christian versus Southeastern. Southeastern leads 14-13. Thank you, and that's all the scores for today. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. Hey, I'm here with uh, Principal Barnes, and uh, tell us a little bit about how COVID has affected the school and everything about what you've had to do this school year for that. Well, we have a lot of support from our central office, and our teachers are doing a great job. Our students are doing a great job. Uh, we've had a few cases, but we're trying to be as normal as we can. Our, our classroom settings are uh, socially distanced, and, and, of course, we're wearing masks, and, and everybody's just doing a great job with it right now. We're, we're, we're trying to... Uh, uh, you know, be as normal as we can, but I'm proud of everybody that's been involved with this. Uh, you know, it's a challenge, and um, our students have dealt with this for, for a year and a half now and, and, and even longer, so we're doing what we can to get everything back to normal and get them back to where they need to be academically, but we're, we're proud of what we're doing. Okay, now tell us a little bit about the athletic programs and maybe how COVID might affect them and how things are going there. Well, uh, our athletics are, are off to a good start this fall, you know, uh, our, our fall sports are, are cheer and uh, volleyball and, and, and football and cross country. And, you know, I, I get to school early every morning. I got to school early every morning in the summer. And uh, I watched the cross country girls and boys, you know, uh, doing their uh, running workouts and things. And I saw the football kids coming in the weight room. And those volleyball girls spent a lot of time in the gym. And, and, and cheer was working out and doing their thing. So really proud of our fall sports. Uh, everybody's doing a great job. And, um, you know, Football's got off to a, a slow start here. We've, we've done some really good things, and, and we expect things to pick up, and hopefully this one turns out like we want it tonight. Volleyball has a huge tournament tomorrow at the school, and uh, cross country's had a couple of meets and done really, really well. So really proud of the way our athletic program's going right now. Thank you, and that's all from here on the sidelines. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. 
They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hello everyone, I'm here with Steve Black. Tell us a little bit about FPTV program and what goes into a football game and getting set up for it. Okay, uh, so first off, you can see I got this on and uh, I'm listening to these guys up top. Everybody that's doing a job's got a comm set on and you know that uh, because you help set all this stuff up. So um, everybody's got a comm set on and everybody that's, that's working is listening on comm and right now miss mason is up there and she's telling everybody what to do so whitney's on camera down here and this far, whitney's first night on camera so she's learning we've got guys up top that are um they're not new to this they've done it before <clears throat> so they know what they're doing and then we are also training people up there and by the way, I don't, Whitney, turn your camera around so they can see our crew up there, like spin your camera around to the bleachers. So our guys are actually in the bleachers up there tonight because there wasn't enough room in the press box. So anyway, that's, you know, it's kind of organized chaos is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Now there's a lot more stuff that we do during the week besides football games and, you know, getting ready for football games. Tell us a little bit a little bit about the deer in the week stuff okay so we cover city council meetings so uh, every first and third tuesday we're doing city council and we carry a, a crew up there uh we also are producing stuff all week long so we're producing things to get ready for friday night uh we're doing live stuff to get ready like we filmed the cheerleaders this week so that we could build stadium screen intros for those guys for next week uh, or I'm sorry we got a bye week next week so it's the next week um, and so we're constantly producing stuff or we're streaming something uh, we're uh, we're bigger than Silicon Valley <laughs> okay how's that we're big <laughs> thank you thank you for what you do all right thank you William that's it. That's it. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. 
shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, if you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. Uh, speaking with Coach Elmore. Coach, can you hear me? Waiting to hear from Coach Elmore. Coach, can you hear me? All right. There we go. Coach, can you hear me? Hopefully we're close here. Coach Elmore, can you hear me? Yes. Should be. Coach, can you hear me? Coach Elmore. No, he's not hearing me. Can you, can you hear me? I guess you guys can't hear me. Um, All right, I, I got look, you now, we, Coach. We came out good. The first drive was obviously really good. The first drive on defense was good. It's the turnovers. Two turnovers were big uh, on our part and, and, and killed us in some situations. And we had good field position a couple times. So we got we to gotta quit turning the ball over, obviously, and we got to sustain some drives here and, uh, and get, get off the field quicker on defense. We're stopping them, but they're, they're flipping the field on us and getting field position. Yep. Coach, we just got to clean some stuff and, and, uh, uh, and see if we can extend this lead here in the third quarter. Yep. Coach, can you hear me? Nope. Okay, well, he gave us the analysis we were looking for anyway. I wanted to ask him about Heisman and see how he was doing. Heisman Brown was one of the standouts on defense in the, the first He's first putting the uniform there. back on, and he's wearing 64 now instead of uh, okay. the 94. So uh, he's putting it back on. Maybe he just got a little dinger on that shoulder. But looking at what Coach Elmore was talking about, really, if you took that first drive and you think, man, they're, they're – they're taking it to them, putting it right down, pounding it right down them, uh, running the ball right down the field, and then it kind of traded punts, traded turnovers, and then um, Springville took advantage of a turnover and, and scored. And then Fort Payne right at the end of the half gets a long run by Ledford, puts them in field goal position, and then they kick a field goal, so they're leading 10 to 7. So um, we're, uh, we're getting ready for the second half to start, and we've got another 28 seconds. And then both teams will take the sidelines, and we'll be ready to start this second half. 
Good to see so, that Heisman's back out there. Yeah, I really, really need to see him. We don't need, you know, we're, we're, we're not real, real deep anyway. But when you add the typical normal high school football injuries to a season like this, we just really can't afford to have anything like that happen. So doesn't look like anybody else got dinged up in that first half, but hopefully Heisman will be able to go the second half. Fort Payne huddling on the uh, end zone to our left. And uh, getting ready to come to the sideline. Springville is now taking their sideline. So we'll be ready to kick off here shortly. Springville will receive this second half kick. They deferred the toss. And they're going to take the second half kick. So we'll stay right here. Looking at some scores from around the region. At halftime, Southside up 21 to 17 on Oxford. Surprising score That's there. A surprising score there. Arab 21, Scottsboro nothing. Uh, of course, Fort Payne 10 to 7 here. And then Pell City is out of region tonight playing Talladega. They're up 27 to 2. Definitely not surprised to see that Arab's up on Scottsboro like that. Yeah. Arab was a very good team we saw last week. But if you take those, I mean, you take the, the, the south side Oxford score and you start looking and comparing scores to teams, suddenly this region has become pretty tight. I agree. Where you've got uh, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. And that's, uh, that's good for us because we're only 0-1 right now. <clears throat> can win this game. I'd, I'd really, this has got to be a must win for Fort Payne. They've got to to take it to um, Springville this second half and, and try to get some points. A lot so, of positive things come out of the first first half, though. Yep. Fort Payne is, is moving the ball. They've got to tackle better. I was talking to Coach Jerry O'Moore at the half, and he's like, man, we've got to tackle better. And uh, that's Several true. times had him in the backfield. Yep, had, had, had contained, uh, had him down, and they just break loose. So. Give credit, though. Springville does have some pretty talented quarterbacks back there that was scrambling yeah. around, and both of them being 6'3 and 6'5. Yeah. So. so Alex McPherson tees it up. We're getting ready. There's the whistle. Back, back deep for Springville is number two and number four. And number three, excuse me. And here comes the kick from McPherson. It is high and it is deep, and it will not be returnable. So Springville will start at the first, uh, the 20 yard line for their first series of the second half. Alex Aikens in at uh, strong safety, or at the outside linebacker position, excuse me. I'm talking my old language back from 30 years ago. <laughs> you don't hear strong safety mentioned anymore. It's always outside linebackers. So. That's what we used to call it. And all kinds of names <laughs> for the outside linebackers. That's right. <laughs> Jacks, Wills. Yep. And Rover. Yep. Spy, Robber. All kinds of stuff. So, Springville comes out, first and 10 from the 20-yard line. They've got a trips formation to the near side and a tight end to the top side. Morrison's at in the quarterback. He takes the snap, hands it up the middle. Pile of Wildcats. Gang tackling. Gang tackling there. They're in the area of the field that we're just going to have to depend on the chains. Looks like he gained one yard. It's going to be second and nine. Can't really see our distances from over here. <coughs> so, we'll just have to give you from when the uh, spotters spot it. We can tell when they gain a bunch. But that's about all I can say, which is not going to do you any good until I can tell you what specifically it is. Second down and nine, Springville. Morrison in at quarterback, takes the snap. He's looking left side, throws to the flats, the number six. He catches it, and he's tackled immediately by Bennett Blanks. Not, nice tackle in the open field by Bennett. Good job. Right in his hip pocket. As soon as he got the ball, got him down. That was Wolf on the reception. He only really gained, I thought he gained more than that, but on here he only gained about two yards. So it's third and long for Springville. A little shallow route there. Here's this third and eight, third and eight again. This is where Fort Payne desperately needs to start getting off the field. So 
Got him third, and, third and eight several times. Yes. Just they scored the touchdown on a third and nine. So let's see what they can do with Morrison at quarterback. Takes the snap. He's looking left side. Looks like he's setting up a wide receiver screen. It's thrown short and incomplete. He didn't get it to the receiver. I don't know that they really had the blocking set up. Looked like Fort Payne had it defended well, even if he caught the ball. So it's fourth down. Nice, nice by the defense to get a three and out on the first series of the second half. I know we say it every time, but that's just one of those plays that's so hard as a defensive lineman not to just gung-ho right at the quarterback <laughs> yep. there. and it is. Um, Makes that play can unfold quickly. Yep. So Brandon Oliver back deep for Fort Payne to receive the kick. And John Wolf, number six, is the – Punter, place kicker, wide, he was the wide receiver on that short pass a while ago. He kicks a little lobble, wobbly kick. It's a line drive. Boy, he got a hold of it. And it bounces inside Fort Payne territory down at the 32-yard line. Fort Payne sent a little more pressure than I've seen. Yep. So let's see what the Fort Payne offense can do in this first series. Looks like Akins is coming out for running back. Ledford, Sawyer Burt, Adame, and Connor Cash, the usual suspects. Everybody looks good on the offensive line. Everybody's there, so let's get something going, guys. First and 10, Fort Payne from their own 33-yard line. Fort Payne comes up in a real bunch formation. Barnes is under center, takes the snap, hands to Akins, looking for running room. He's got some. Gets about five yards on first down, so it'll be second and five. Nice run, on, nice pickup on first down. Good blocking there. Yep. Offensive line, just a bull rush there. Prater coming in to running back. And he will, uh, Ledford's coming out, so it looks like that's going to be that two-back set that Fort Payne was running earlier. They've been running some two-backs here, flanking uh, Barnes on his left and his right. There's the snap, hands to Akins, runs right side. He's trying to get the corner. He does get the corner. He's going to pick up a Fort Payne first down and then some. First down near midfield for Fort Payne, so two plays, two five-plus-yard gains, and Fort Payne's moving the ball. Good run by him and... Prater come around and kind of sealed the edge there for him. Yep, Daryl used as a blocking back in that time. Barnes getting the play. Now Fort Payne's going back to a huddle formation. Coach Elmore told me that uh, one of the things he spoke with another coach that I actually used to coach with and told him what gives you the most trouble as a defense, he said it's mixing this up. where you're going huddle, no huddle, and everything like that. Barnes under center this time. Ledford in, shock, in a sweep motion. Gives it to Prater up the middle. He's just bull rushing that line. That line. <laughs> Great push. That line is just – that is a that is a rugby scrum for eight yards. Looked like uh, Prater just put his head right in the back of yep. Hudson Harrell and Eli Frazier and just yep. followed him on through there. I'll tell you what, that's hard to stop that. So it's second and short, Fort Payne. This, this drive eerily similar to the first drive of the first half for Fort Payne. Again, Fort Payne comes in a bunch formation to this right side. Barnes under center, hands the off to Prater right side. He bounces it right. He picks up a first down in about five more yards. It's going to be first down, Fort Payne, inside the 40-yard line. Nice pickup. Have they passed this series? I don't think they have. I don't have. think they have. <clears throat> Prater comes out, Aikens back in. Barnes at the sideline getting the play from Coach Elmore. It's first and 10, Fort Payne, from the Springville 35-yard line. Barnes comes back under center. Aikens at running back. There's some motion there. Somebody flinched. Can't shoot yourself in the foot like that. Come on, guys. Y'all can do that. So it's going to be a five-yard penalty, Fort Payne's offsides, or illegal procedure. It'll be first and 15. 
But Coach was telling me he actually was speaking with uh, years ago with the coach that I coached with at Opelika, who was our defensive coordinator at one time named Eric Speakman. And he said, uh, what gives you the most trouble about signals and speed and tempo and things like that? He said, the thing that gave me the most trouble was when you would sprinkle tempo in or sprinkle huddling in and signaling in, yeah. and it was never consistent, and it would always give us trouble on how to call that. So now here we come, Fort Payne, sec first and 15, Barnes in shotgun formation, throws right side to Sawyer Burt, a little overthrown and incomplete. It's going to be second down and 15. I like the idea there, though, just quick catch it and throw it, Sawyer Burt right there. Yeah. It seems like a lot of this is keeping Springville on its heels. They just got to just be, enough. Just don't want to get this far behind the sticks on a second down. Second down and 15 is not a good – you don't want to get there. So trying to, going to try to get some yardage back to bring up a reasonable third down. Daryl Prater in it, running back. Ledford in, Cash in, Aikens in, Burt in. That twins top side, two backs in the backfield, hands off to Aikens, running sweep right side. Trying to get the corner. Gets about two or three. It's going to be close. No, that's the. It was first and 15, so he got. That's not the. Oh, that's not the, oh my bad. You're on the wrong six. <laughs> close back to the starting You really point. can't see anything because uh, this. The tent there. The tent that the team uses is in the way, and you can't see the other down marker. My bad there. So it's third and 10 now for Payne. Got a little excited. Barnes back in shotgun formation. He's got trips top side, single bottom side. Takes the snap. He's looking down the middle of the field. He's got Sawyer Burt on his picked off. Tried to hit Burt on a little seam route. And the linebacker, number 18, Jacob Neal, picks it off. He kind of underthrew that just a little bit. I think, I think he had from this angle, we could see it really well develop. And it looked like Burt was behind Neal. Yeah. And, and maybe uh, – Neil, I guess, was just one of the linebackers just sitting on in the yeah, curl, just maybe sitting Jake, there. If Jake puts a little air on it over top of Neil, then Burt's right there. I don't know. It's hard to tell. You can't you have to watch the film on that one. But anyway, Fort Payne turns the ball over, and Springville has it first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. Very unfortunate there for Fort Payne. We, we were in field goal range, too. Yeah, at, we were. At, at yeah. worst case. So Morrison back in at quarterback for uh, Springville. Takes the snap, hands off to Bennett up the middle. He's gang tackled. I don't think he got anything there. The Defense is really stepping yeah. it up right Defense now. Defensive line's playing well. Yeah. Scholar Hillier um, and Heisman both having a game. So it'll be second down and nine. He did gain a yard on that play. Second and nine, Springville. Morrison in quarterback. He takes the snap, hands to Alverson. Alverson's looking for a hole. He gets a little bit of a hole. He's gained some yards on that play. Looks like maybe a five or six-yard pickup. Be third down and four-ish, three-ish. I can't tell. It's hard to tell from here. And third and three. We've got a terrible angle on that side of the field, so it's hard for us to see anything. We need the defense to step up here. Morrison again at quarterback. Alverson to his left. Takes the snap. He's dropping back. Looks like he may set up a little screen. There's nothing there. He's trying to make something happen on his feet. He throws it across the field, and it's intercepted oh. by uh, Seth Williams. Seth Williams. Seth Williams picks it off. That quarter, that, that was not a good pass by the quarterback. Yeah. Should not have thrown that. He was rolling. Really wasn't rolling. He was trying. looked like he may have been setting up a bubble screen. Yeah. And our, our line pushed so hard that he had to break to the left. When he's throwing left, he's turning back across his body 
and throws it up in the air, and, and Seth Williams picks it off there. So Fort Payne's back in business, basically, where they turned the ball Just over. back and forth tonight, yeah. isn't it? So it's been a lot of uh, we'll give it to you, you give it back to us. Fort Payne's going under center now. Barnes under center. Aikens at running back. And there is a penalty on the play. Looks like Fort Payne may have jumped. They're getting to the line of scrimmage, but it seems like we're having some trouble once we get to the line of scrimmage. If, yep, it's a false start for Fort Payne. It's going to be first and 15. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Floors and Gifts, Gourmet Baskets, Personalized Printing and Gifts. Stock up on Auburn and Alabama party wear, perfect for your next game day gathering, located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. All right, so Fort Payne first and 15, Barnes under center, hands the ball to Aikens right side. He's trying to get the corner, and he's not really going to get much of the corner. He's bouncing that play really quick. I don't know if it's not developing inside where it's supposed to be run. It's that zone run, that outside zone, and they're trying to get on tracks and just push that defensive line, and they may not be getting enough push, or he's just not seeing the hole. So he gains two yards on the play. It'll be second and 13, Fort Payne. They're in a huddle now. They've been kind of bouncing back and forth between huddle and no huddle, and they're under center. They've got a bunch formation with twins top and bottom side. Aikens in the running back. Adame in motion. Gets him on a speed sweep, and there's nothing there. Just slipped. Looked like he couldn't tell if he should go outside or inside, and was going to try to cut it up inside. And he, he probably lost some yards on that. So it's going to be third and long for Fort Payne. <clears throat> oh, kind of running the same play they did with Ledford earlier. Yes, it, it looked exactly like that play. So it's third and long with Fort Payne. You kind of think maybe from here with the game, way the game's going, if we could just get five, six yards and give Alex a more makeable field goal, they may try a field goal attempt. Barnes back in the shotgun, and he is going to hand it to Aikens. Aikens looking for room. He breaks through the initial line and gets about five yards. So he does pick up that five to six yards, and Coach Elmore is calling for the field goal. Looks like he got it down to maybe the 30. Yep. Alex was really close to breaking that, and, and if he breaks that line and breaks that tackle, he's got lots of running room, lots of running room. So it's going to be a field goal attempt by Alex McPherson. Looks like a 46-yard attempt. Dax Varnador, excuse me, got dyslexic for just a second. There's a, the snap by Sawyer Burt. There's the ball's down, kick is away, and the kick is good. So with five minutes, 14 seconds left in the third quarter, Alex McPherson has given Fort Payne a 13-7 lead. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Four Payne has just taken a 13-7 lead on a 46-yard field goal by Alex McPherson. That's still some trading back and forth, Dallas. Just we give it to you, you give it to us, we give it to you, you give it to us. And it's been almost exactly even on that front. Where, where we've punted, they've punted. 
We've turned it over. They've turned it over. They turn it over. We turn it over. And it's been very balanced, yeah. which you've got to believe like last week, if somebody can stop the penalties, they could win, which, which yeah. is what Arab did this week. If you can stop turning the ball over and keep getting the turnovers, you're going to win this game. Our edge right now is Alex getting Yeah, <laughs> getting it really six, is. Six it's the difference in the game right now. So Fort Payne has taken a 13-7 lead. Updating one score, um, Arab is now up 28 to nothing on Scottsboro. So uh, the Arabian Knights looking like they're continuing what they did this week. Here's the approach by McPherson, and there's the kick. It is high and it is deep, and Springville will start at the 20-yard line. That score from Arab makes me feel a little bit better about last week. Yeah. I'm still only seeing a 21-7 uh, to 7 on Southside Oxford, but it's still showing halftime on my phone, so I know that's not right. Spring, Springville going back to Ash at quarterback, or Ashton Fry, excuse me, at quarterback, so Morrison's out. I guess they do run a, a dual-quarterback system. They've got twin receivers to this side. They just moved the tight end and the wing back to this side as well, so you got four guys on this side of the ball. Hands the ball off to Bennett. He bounces. He bounces it really nice. It looked like a holding on uh, Bennett Blanks right there, but they don't call it. Not very much game, but, again, they're on that side of the field where we really can't see anything right now. Seth Williams there shaking the block and making the tackle. So he picked up one yard. It's second and nine. Bennett in space is a tough tackle. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a good running back. Uh, Coach Jerry Elmore said at halftime, he don't want, he doesn't know why he's not running that guy more. He's just real elusive. So Springville, second down and nine. Fry hands it to Bennett up the middle. He bounces to the right side. He's trying to get that corner again. And there's a flag, flag on the play, so maybe that's a holding call that'll push them back. Picked up, looked like he picked up a good bit of yardage, but again, they're on the side of the field that we can't really see any of that. Once again, we've had several plays of us in the backfield just not been able to get them down. Yeah, it seems like we're, we're making a really strong push, but then they're doing something to bounce the play or to break a tackle that's kind of negating that push that we're getting. Was that a holding on Springville there? Yeah. So it pushes Springville way back. It's going to be second down and about 19 or 20 yards for Springville, way back in there deep in their own territory. With four minutes and forty and twenty-three seconds left in the third quarter, four paint up thirteen to seven. Again, Ashton Fry is one of two quarterbacks that Springville is using. He takes a snap, hands it to Bennett. Bennett bouncing left side, he's trying to get the corner, and he's not going to get it. That is uh, Bennett Blanks on the tackle. So Fort Payne doing a good job of uh, of clogging that middle, and then when they try to bounce, the linebacker is there to make the play. It's going to be third and very long for Springville. Couple really good open field tackles yeah. by our cornerbacks and outside yeah. linebackers there. It really is a good job. So it's third down in about 18, 20. It's hard to tell from this angle. Ashton Fry in at quarterback. He's got twin receivers top side, twin receivers bottom side. Alverson in at running back beside him. Takes the back, the snap drops back. He's going to throw right side and is tipped. And can't really see. There's a tent. A Fort Payne's meeting tent is right in the way there. But it looked like uh, Seth Williams almost had a chance to intercept. He it. did. So it's, it's fourth down, and uh, Springville's going to punt. Worst case scenario here, we get it around the 50. So hopefully so. Hopefully so. Brandon Oliver, number nine, back in uh, punt formation. 
to receive the kick. Wolf is the punter and the receiver and the place kicker. <laughs> and uh, I think he mixes Gatorade at halftime. <laughs> so here's the snap. Here's the kick by Wolf. It's a low spiral. Oliver's got a chance to catch it. He does catch it at the 45-yard line, comes up field. He gets 5, 10, maybe 11 yards. So real nice pickup of Brandon Oliver on the punt return. And Fort Payne's in business. Almost starting our drive in McPherson's field goal, right? It is. It really is. <laughs> it is. So Fort Payne going back to the huddle again. They are, they are bouncing around. I mean, we can't even take a timeout after that break to get a commercial in because they're moving so quickly. So they're in a huddle now. Aikens in at running back. Let's see what kind of formation they come out of. They've really been mixing under center and shotgun a lot. Barnes is under center. Takes a snap, hands to Aikens up the middle. He's got a hole. He's got a big hole. He picks up 5, 10, 15, 20. He's breaking into the sideline. About a 15, 18-yard gain by Alex Aikens on first down. Good job by that offensive line pushing. What a run there. That was a nice pickup. Aikens out, Prater in. Fort Payne's going quick now. Barnes under center. They're trying to move it quick and speed them up. There goes Prater right side. He's breaking tackles. He's rolling that pile. That offensive line's getting some big push. That looks to be, I can't tell from here, seven, six, seven, eight yards. Yeah. Yeah, he picked up eight or nine yards on first down. So Fort Payne's going fast. They're going tempo. And it looks like, okay, Springville's going to call a timeout. They're going to try to slow this thing down. Fort Payne went tempo. Springville didn't have an answer, so they're having to call a timeout. So with two minutes and 54 seconds left in the third quarter, Fort Payne is on the move. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. One of the things Coach Elmore told me in our meeting is he really wanted to try to, to change up the tempos. And he's going extremely fast. Like they're running what we would call. He's accomplished it. Like a NASCAR. We would always call it a NASCAR, which means we're going to go real fast and make it. And then they'll slow it down. And then they'll speed it up. And under that, center, shotgun. Under, they've done a lot. Doing all kind of stuff. Yeah. They're really mixing up the formations and the sets quite a bit. And Springville doesn't seem to be answering. Now, here we go with the T formation now. Two tights, three running backs. Barnes takes the snap. Hands it to Bennett Blank's right side. That he's is right there close. Yep. He's getting close to – he's he's going to have a first and goal. Inside the five. It's really hard to tell from here. That looks like it's at the five, maybe the six-yard line from here. Nevertheless, it's a first and goal for Fort Payne. They're coming out. Now they're in a wing T formation. Blanks is now at a wing back. Barnes is uh, takes the snap, hands it to Aikens on a sweep right side. He's got room. That's touchdown. a touchdown, Fort Payne. Nice run by Alex Aikens. Nice run by that offensive line. And uh, Fort Payne scores the touchdown. I'll tell you, on that there, Springville was running two guys in late. This hurry-up was really messing with Springville. Yep. Really affected the play there. So with 2.27 left, 
in the third quarter. Fort Payne has scored a touchdown to make it 19-7. to There's a flag on the play, but I actually saw what happened there. Sawyer Burt's guy that he was blocking yeah. slapped him in the helmet, and the <laughs> official was right there to see it. So that's going to be on the kickoff. That's not against – that's against Springville. Really, really nice series there for Fort Payne. I like what Coach Elmore's doing right now. Really, really mixing it up. I mean, just – it's totally unpredictable. You're, like you said, it's, it's under center. It's shotgun. Yeah. It's four wides. It's two tights. Now they're going for two. So Fort Payne's going for two here. T formation. They give it to Prater up the middle. He's bullying his way. That offensive line is just plowing. I think they could have gone. But white jerseys I think right they could have gone all the way to those army trucks <laughs> without being touched. I think if he, he was behind to. an army truck. <laughs> so with 2:27 left in the third quarter, Fort Payne takes a 21 to seven lead. Let's take a 30 second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back in the kickoff by Alex McPherson. He's lined up 21-7 Fort Payne with 2.27 left in the third quarter. Seems like both sides of the ball have taken to the halftime um, coaching and come out in the second half and doing really well. Kickoff goes out of the back of the end zone. Spring will start at the 20-yard line. Fort Payne has done a great job of keeping Springville way down on that side of the field this entire third quarter. So uh, Springville comes out and has, I would think Morrison, no, Fry's back out. So Ashton Fry back out at quarterback for Springville. He's got twin receivers on both sides. And uh, is that Alverson in the backfield with him? Takes a snap. He's dropping, looking left side, throws across the middle. He's got a completion. Looks like a good pickup. Probably a f- – uh, no, not quite a first. So barely short. Yeah, I think – no, he is at a first down. Started on the 20. He's at the 31-yard line, so that's a first down. Nice pitch, pitch and catch there. Uh, well, shallow route behind the linebackers yeah, and there. it was quick, too. It wasn't, it wasn't a real deep route. He gained more after the catch. So, again uh, – Springville, now they've got trips this side, single receiver top side. Fry's still in quarterback. Takes the snap, hands off to Alverson left side, and he is run down by the Fort Payne defense. Well, he's bouncing it. Picks up maybe three yards. It's going to be second down and seven. Okay, it's only one yard. I'm telling you, we cannot see anything at this angle of the field. I have no idea. It's a total shot in the dark on how many yards they're getting. So it's second down and nine, Springville. They've got trips receivers top side, single receiver near side. Takes a snap, throws a little quick out, threw it behind the receiver, incomplete. Bring up third down and nine. Looks like our defensive line's done a little bit of shifting down there before the play. Yeah. You know, you, it, there's some fairly sophisticated defense that Fort Payne runs and does a really good job with it. Look good tonight. Yeah, they have looked real good. 
getting a good push, especially with the size of the Springville offensive line. For this defensive line, as small as it is, comparatively speaking, it's a, they're doing a good job of getting push. There's third down. A little off-timing snap, and the quarterback never really got set to do anything. Looked like some of Springville's guys stood up or something. Yeah, I, I, that was something, something went wrong on that play. I think the center may have snapped it early, and the quarterback wasn't ready for it. So it's fourth down and ten for Springville. They're going to have to punt. Going to start out with great field position again. Yep. I don't know that Springville's crossed the 50, have they? Not in this, not in this half they haven't. So Brandon Oliver back deep to receive for Fort Payne. John Wolf to kick for Springville. Don't forget about our scoreboard report after the game. WZOB, 1250 AM, 100.9 FM. Chris Durr will take scores, analysis, and phone calls uh, at 10 to 11 o'clock. Brandon Oliver lets it bounce, takes a Springville bounce. It's out of bounds at the 25-yard line, and Fort Payne starts on offense. And they're going so quick right now. Coach Elmore is so intense about getting this. I can't even take a break between the – I'd like to take a break for our sponsors, but, guys, we can't get it's out working. of here. It's, he's calling these plays fast. As soon as they said it, they're going. So we'll try to get you a timeout here soon. But Coach Elmore is serious about getting this, these plays run. Fort Payne again in a huddle this time. Looks like uh, Alex Aikens in at running back. Let's see if we can do some pounding here at the 25, Fort Payne's own 25-yard line. Comes out in bunch formation, twins top side, twins near side. Gives it to Alex Akins. He's trying to make some yardage. There's going to be a holding yeah, call. Yeah, I think I got a yeah. holding call there. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of grabbed him there. So that's going to be a penalty on Fort Payne on first down. It'll put him at first and 20 now. So I was mentioning our scoreboard report, the American Cross Space Scoreboard Report. Chris Durr is going to have scores, analysis, and conversations about high school football in Northeast Alabama. So on WZOB from 10 to 11 tonight, 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. Guys, uh, get on there and call Chris. Tell him about the game. You guys that will be traveling home uh, from Springville, give Chris a call. So an injured uh, player for Springville is number 25. Uh, Andre Brown. Doesn't look like it's too serious. Maybe a stinger. Looked like something with the shoulder yeah. there. So it's going to be first down and 20. Fort Payne on their own 15-yard line. Don't want to start it like that. Yeah, got a little work to do here. Yep. But if they can shorten this game a little bit, we're getting down into 20 seconds left in the third quarter, so we're about to go to the fourth quarter. This has been a fast third quarter. It has been. Fort Payne staying on the ground. Much of the third quarter. Somebody jumped. That looked like Springville that time. I couldn't really tell what went on there. So I th nope. On Fort Payne. I was about to say, I thought I saw one of our guards flinch. Okay. Maybe. So it's going to be second down and 20. I mean, first down and 25 now. Going in the wrong direction. So let's pick this back up. Ten seconds left in the third quarter. If he snaps this in play and runs that clock, then we're going to probably – nope. First down and 25, Fort Payne with – Take this on into the fourth quarter. No, they're not running the clock. Well, they did run the it clock ran for, five for four seconds. seconds. And then they stopped it. Now it's running again. <laughs> Who knows? Barnes takes the snap, looks left side, right side. He throws to uh, Ledford, overthrows him just a little bit. That's going to be the final play. I'm not sure what went on with that clock just the third quarter. I know. That was weird. 
So at the end of the third quarter, Fort Payne leads 21 to 7. Let's take a one-minute break, one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop's on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. Four Payne leads 21-7 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They're starting behind the sticks on this series. It's first and 25. Just had a really cool ceremony here in the stadium with the lowering of the flag and the playing of taps. Um, everybody stands up, and especially with tomorrow being 9-11 and the 20th anniversary of 9-11, it's really cool to, to see that here at Springville High School. Nice job by those guys. So it's first and 25 Fort Payne. Now they're on the end of the field where we can't tell anything about distances, so they're going to have to bear with us on this. I do know it's second and 25. I'm going to pull something out of the hat here. Yep. They come in a bunch formation, twins and twins. Barnes is under center. There's a speed sweep motion by Adame. Give up the middle to Alex Akins. He looks like he gained a few yards there, but like I said earlier, I can't tell. I'll see if the uh, there's a flag on the play. It looked to me vaguely like there was a face mask. I could, for a minute, I thought Adame had the ball. It was a face mask. I guess my eyes, my 48-year-old eyes are not quite as bad as I thought they were because what I thought I saw, I did see. I think it's just a five-yard. In high school, you can have a five-yard face mask and it not be a personal foul 15-yard face mask. So if you just grab it, grasp it quickly and briefly, and then let it go, they'll only get uh, penalize you five yards. So We, we could have used 15 there. We could have very much used 15 there. Now it's second and 15, but we did get the down again. So Barnes under center again, takes the snap, fakes the snap to Aikens, fakes the handoff to Aikens. He's rolling right side, throws deep down the field, and it is tipped. Pass was intended for Connor Cash, threw a little bit behind him. Throwing that deep ball again. That was that smash route. Connor running the corner route, and Ledford in the flats. Tried to get it to uh, Connor Cash, but it's third and 15 now. Springville was kind of on top of all that. I think Bird yeah, was rolling had, around over here, too, and all of them were pretty tightly covered. covered. So third and 15 for Fort Payne. They come out in their traditional spread set. Trips receivers this side, single receiver top side. Barnes in shotgun formation now. Takes the handoff, hands it to Aikens. On the middle, Aikens looking for running room, not going to have anything. Four Payne's going to have to punt. So we really got far behind the, uh, the holding penalty, and then the procedure penalty puts Fort Payne in 25 yards to gain for the first down, and there's just really not much you can do there except try to chip away at it. Tough to move the chains. 
things like that going against yeah. you. Going to have to clean those penalties up off of that series. But still leading 21-7 in the fourth quarter. Alex McPherson in punt formation. There's the snap. There's the kick. And it is a high wobbly spiral. Fair catch called for and taken at the Springville 38-yard line. Good job by Fort Payne picking some of that up. They, they sent a good bit of pressure there wanting to block that one. Yep. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson Music and Jewelry. Did you know that you can rent band instruments from Patterson's? Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned located in historic Fort Payne, Alabama. You're getting this live on FPTV. And my son has spilt a, uh, a freeze over here, and it's leaking onto my pants. Tell Lewis thank you when he gets back, or I'll tell him. It's leaking this way, so Dallas, we're about to get real close. Here's the snap by Springville. Run up the middle, and it's no gain there. Nice job by the defensive line to stuff that hole and give Patrick Bennett no room to run. Fry still in at quarterback now. Sorry about that, guys. I got distracted by this cold substance leaking on my rear end. And I look over, and there's a, f- a freeze over here on the bleachers. So I'm going to come on snuggle, snuggle with you, Dallas, for a few plays. Come on over. All right, Fry in at quarterback now. He's got twins receivers both sides, and Fort Payne jumps offside. So you're in the, the quick call, and we jump. And the most famous play that uh, that coach my coach Elmore, Coach Jerry Elmore, it's the nose guard right over the ball. The one guy staring square at the ball, and he's the guy that jumps on the call. So, Fort Payne gives them a free five yards. Fort Payne is losing the penalty battle right now, and it's second and five Springville. Fry in at quarterback, Alverson in at running back. Twins receivers both sides. They're at the, four, at the uh, Springville 43-yard line. There's the snap. Fry drops back, looks right side, left side, throws it underneath the 14. He catches it. Nice catch. That's the same pass they threw a while ago for a completion. And it's a Springville first down really close to it. Look like and our it defensive is. backs there had a little bit of issues or something going on there. Yeah. They were a little confused. So Springville dotting the eye of the Tiger at midfield. Fry getting them on the move right now. Fort Payne leading 21-7. There's nine minutes and 39 seconds left in the game. Tried to get Fort Payne to jump again. Yeah, and we almost working a, that hard we, call. We almost obliged him again, but we stay onside this time. So he's changing the play call at the line. 15 seconds left on the play clock. He drops back. He's looking down the middle of the field. He throws to the left side. It is looks like it's it's caught, and it looks like it's close to another Springville first down. Good coverage by Bennett yeah. Blanks, but he just threaded the needle on that one. Good throw and catch there. What much you could do about That wasn't even close to a first down. That was only five yards. So it's second and five Springville. Nine, just about to hinder nine minutes left in the game. There's a stop in play. Uh, okay, they just reset the game clock, or the play clock. That's all they did. So Springville trips receivers this side, single receiver top side. Again, Ashton Fry's in at quarterback. He takes the snap. He's dropping back. He's looking right. He's getting under pressure. He's under pressure, and he goes down by Daryl Prater. Daryl Prater gets credit for the sack. But we need to give credit. Schuyler Hillier back there, Daryl and 33. To Luke Miller. Luke Miller actually made Fry tuck the ball, and when he tucked it and shifted right, Daryl Prater was right there for the sack. So nice play by Luke Miller as well. I like that play call there. Send a little pressure. You know he's going to yep. throw it there. So it's third down and long for Springville. Third down and 11 at their own 46-yard line. 
Fry takes the snap. Oh, he does it. He mishandles the snap. The ball's on Fort the ground. Fort Payne's got it. Fort Payne, I think, has it. They do. That's huge. They do. Fort Payne gets the fumble recovery inside of Springville territory at the 38-yard line. Nice play by that defense. The snap was a little low to Fry. He never really handled it, and Fort Payne was all over him. Our defensive line is playing outstanding. Number 41 tonight. with a the recovery there. That's Caden uh, Kilgore. Caden Kilgore with the fumble recovery. That makes up for his hitting the yeah, uh, punt return. I was about to say, <laughs> makes up for it there. Nice job, Caden. I know mom and dad are proud. So 21-7, to seven, Fort Payne leads with eight minutes and four seconds left in the ball game. That's a big turnover with we eight could minutes really, left. Yes, we could really put a stake in the heart right now. Fort Payne in short yardage uh, offense. Gives the ball to Akins. Left side, he runs a sweep. He's got some running room. He gets the first down. He gains 13 yards on first down. Fort Payne's down to the 24-yard line. Nice run by Alex Akins. You, you want to think here that any points kind of solidifies this game. Yeah, if that well, we don't want to say that too early. How much time we got left? We got to be careful. You, don't, you can't mojo people like that. <laughs> don't mojo. You know, you know the rules of mojo. <laughs> it would do a lot to help us win. It would, this game. It would do good. That? It would do us good. <laughs> All right. Looks like Coach Elmore is actually going to slow things down now. Not a bad idea when you're up twenty-one to seven, and you've got the ball in deep inside your own your opponent's territory. Four paints down the T package. Daryl Prater right behind Jake Barnes. Jake Barnes under center, hands to Aikens left side. Aikens plows ahead, gains about three or four, no, five yards. It'll be second and five. So it looks like Four Payne's going to slow the offense down, try to just kind of bleed some of this clock off. Coach Elmore's taking his time here. He's actually having Jake come all the way to the sideline and giving him the play from the sideline. Coach Elmore's really mixed up a lot of he this has. offensive play call. It's been very, very – uh, just unusual. There's a lot of different things going on during the game. I give him a lot of credit here. He, he has mixed it up and kept Springler on their toes, and it's probably something they hadn't seen in the film room, a lot of things that yeah. we're doing tonight. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to prepare for that. And it's really been balanced. It's been just a lot of everything. It, it's, it hasn't been a single thing that's done. Now they're in the wing formation. Gives it to Aikens again, sweep left side. He's got some running room. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the 2-yard line. First and goal, Fort Payne, Alex Aikens. Nice run, nice blocking line. Fort Payne moving the ball now. We're down under almost six and a half minutes left in the game. Fort Payne up 14 points, 21 to seven, with an opportunity to go up by another touchdown here. Jake slowing the offense down, trying to bleed some of this clock off. They're taking their time, calling the play in the huddle. He's looking at the play clock. He's just waiting. It's down to 15, 14, 13. Now they break the huddle, come to the line of scrimmage. They're in the T formation. Barnes under center. He takes the snap, gives to Daryl Prater up the middle. Prater's just plowing ahead. It's a, does he get it? Did he get it? Did he get it? Come on, ref, call it. He's laying across the goal line. Touchdown, uh, Fort Payne. Daryl Prater. I don't know how in the world I, I could see that from here. We've got I, terrible I, angles. All of our offensive linemen was in the end zone. I know that. <laughs> there was nothing in the field of play. I guess he just wanted to double check. All right. Touchdown, Fort Payne, up 27-6, to 27-7, with 5.48 left in the game. Alex McPherson in to try the point after. Nice running, nice, good job by the defense getting the ball. and They're turning the ball over, and we're not. That's exactly right. Have we had a turnover this half? I don't think we have. Don't think so. To my knowledge, we have not. So that's that's been the difference in the game, and this week it's been to Fort Payne's advantage. Dax Varnador to hold, Sawyer Burt to snap, McPherson in for the kick. 
There's the snap. Oh, bobbles the snap. He just has to fall on it. Dax never had the snap, so Fort Payne's going to lead 27 to 7, with 5:48 left in the ball game. Fort Payne takes a 27 to 7 lead. Let's take a 30 second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. We are back. Fort Payne has just taken a 27-7 lead over Springville. Need to give a little shout-out to Bronson Laney, Hudson Harrell, Eli Frazier, Colton Shankles, and Andrew Barkle. They made it pretty easy for those guys on that yeah. drive. Offensive line, it, it, you know, a lot out of all the unknowns that have gone through this season, that offensive line has been pretty doggone consistent. Looked really you know, good tonight. It, it, they've struggled at times, but not, not near as – I mean, they've been so consistent. And Eli leading that bunch at center, it's just been really nice. It's at least one thing that's been dependable, and it's really kind of anchored this uh, slow uh, morphing into what we have tonight. Here's the kick by uh, McPherson. It's high, and this is actually going to be short. This is going to be returnable. This is the first one of the season returnable. So Fort Payne's uh, kickoff team actually had to do some covering for the first time this season. They were probably all in shock running down the field. <laughs> I'm sure that was kind of weird for them. Forgot how to cover one. So that one actually landed at the five-yard line. I need to ask Alex if he meant to do that or what. <laughs> so Springville starts at the 22-yard line. Let's see who, they, who, see who they have at quarterback. They're going to bring out uh, Morrison this time. So I guess this is a true dual quarterback say, situation. I'm not sure if they have any rhyme or reason to who comes out when, or I haven't yeah. noticed it yet. Well, they have, you know, in our, our depth chart, they have two quarterbacks listed, listed so. Trying to get an update on some of these region scores, but I'm not having any luck right now. Morrison takes the snap, hands to Bennett on a sweep. No, he fakes the handoff, and he's going to run it himself. Gets about four yards. It's going to be second down and six. Good job by the guys on the outside turning that one back in. Yep. If they could just make them work down the field, this is going to be a really good ending for Fort Payne tonight. Don't give up any big plays. Keep everything in front of you and keep this thing moving real slow if it moves at all. It's second down and seven. Morrison drops back, throws to the left side. Wolf, Wolf receives it. He's going to make some running room. He's got 15, 20, 30 yards and gets out of bounds just past midfield. Big pickup, big pickup. What we just said we can't have. And it's a first down uh, Springville in Fort Payne territory. So we need to kind of go ahead and lock this down and don't give any more plays like that up. I keep trying to find some of these scores, and it's just terrible. I can't find anything. So Springville, uh, Morrison takes the snap, drops back, looks right side, throws it high. Three catches it. He makes one guy miss, makes two guys miss, makes three guys miss. He's running down the sideline. He's got running room, and he's taken down inside the 20-yard line. First and 10, Springville. My goodness, that cat can move. He can. Both of those are just those little. Jamel Williams. Bubble just routes a little, to the outside. Just a little flare pass to the running back out of the backfield, and, boy, he made some moves there. 
Gets down inside the Fort Payne red zone, inside the red zone on the Fort Payne side of the ball of the field. And it's first and 10 Springville. Just like that. Don't want to see this happen too much. Takes the handoff, left side. Bennett's looking for the sideline. He gets it, cuts back underneath, and he's going to score a touchdown. Did he score? I think he did. Nope, 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 nope. He's calling him down over there. He called him down. He, must, he said his knee hit the ground. That's not a touchdown. They bring it back. Springville no fans seem to they, think it's a touchdown. They're playing the fight song. <laughs> Stepped out of bounds at about the six or seven-yard line. So the band is uh, playing the fight song like they scored, but they didn't score. Fort Payne's got an injured player, Bennett Blanks, limping off the field. Doesn't appear to be too serious. So hopefully that's not too bad. Definitely Patrick Bennett for uh, Springville. There's definitely a threat on the outside there. Yeah, they've got some. You know, it seems like they would have been doing that a little more tonight. (laughs) I don't know. To be as big and bulky and good-looking as some of this – the Springville team is. Well, anyway, there's a, a timeout on the field. Look, Fort Payne have too many. Yeah, Fort Payne calls a timeout. We'll take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. Just got a score update from the... uh, Cole O'Neill scoreboard show. He says that uh, Oxford's now down 28 to 17 to Southside, which is a, that's a pretty big deal. They may do some celebrating in, in Southside if they uh, win that game. So they're up. Four Paines up here, 27 to 7. Springville's threatening inside the red zone. Stephen Morrison is now at quarterback, leading the Tigers. Inside the Fort Payne red zone. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's running up the middle. He's taking tacklers with him. Gets down inside. There's a flag on the play. Late. Late flag on the play. It's inside the five-yard line. I can't really tell where he ended up landing. It's about the two or three. Really hard to tell from this angle. Judging by some of the Fort Payne guys, looks like it may be on them. Okay. So here's the call. It is a personal foul face, face mask, mask, which is not going to be well, much different inside the five-yard line. That's still half the distance to the goal, so it doesn't make any difference whether it's personal foul or not personal foul. After the call, it's good for a first down, Tigers! So what it does do is give them an automatic first down. So, so Springville has it first, first and goal inside the five. Takes the handoff. There's a, just a big pile there. I can't tell what's going on. Running back takes it much. up the middle. Nope, he's going to be short. They're not giving They're a sending in some of the big guys now. Yep. Eli Frazier. Bronson Laney. Bronson Laney. Bennett Blanks is back in. That's good to see. Seth Williams back in. Getting a big bulky. Some of those offensive line guys coming in there to big uglies. 
this to try to uh, block up and stuff up that middle. Under four minutes now also, too, on three low, minutes, 50 seconds. Low man wins, guys. Low man wins. In shotgun formation, Morrison takes it hands off, and it is stuffed. There's no way he got a touchdown. <laughs> Boy, they just exploded they that offensive line there. Man, those guys are moving some bodies. Fort Payne's gotten a little mean this week, hasn't they have. They seem to be kind of get tired of that 0-3. That's nice to see. They We've really kind of lived in their backfield, their offensive backfield all night. We have. We missed a few tackles, but we've been back there most so every play. It's third and goal now. Springville still staying in this shotgun formation, which is insane that you'd be in shotgun. But here we go. Morrison takes the snap. He just runs up the middle. He finds a gap. Touchdown, Springville. That was kind of a offensive line seemed to pass set there. And when they pass set, that kind of spread the Fort Payne defensive line out, and he just found a gap and scored a touchdown. So with three minutes and 12 seconds left in the game, Springville scores, makes it 27 to 13 Fort Payne. They are going to kick the extra point here, but they're going to have to have a lot going on because it's – got, got to tell you all something. For those of you who don't know this, I have to stand up and lean across this table to see how much time's left in the game, which means I don't look there that often, and I didn't realize they'd run that much time off the clock. Yep. So they really kind of shot themselves in the foot because they really don't have much time to get back I was surprised game. they didn't throw the ball more than they did. Yeah. There was not much of a hurry up in that offense, but they scored the touchdown nonetheless. It's 27-14, to 14, Fort Payne with three minutes and 12 seconds left. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors. Not your mama's deli. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturday. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients, live musical entertainments on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. You're listening to this live on FPTV, not your mama's deli. So Fort Payne up 27 to 14 with just over three minutes left in the game. You'd have to think that they're going to just try to run as much clock off as they can. Do, do we see any kind of onside kick here? We're in, a, uh, we're in a. Yeah, I guess you'd have to. Yeah, there's no way they're going to kick it deep. Got our hands team out I'll there. Tell you, I'll tell you one thing. My experiences with wide receivers who rarely kick the ball is they very, very, very rarely work on onside kicks. <laughs> so, he's, okay, he's lined up like he's going to kick it to. Uh, Fort Payne's having to, to shift the, to there. To the Springville side of the field. And it is going to be an onside a kick attempt. There's the punch. He kicks it, and it is falling on the ground, and I think Fort Payne gets it. Darryl Looks like Darrell Prater got it. Springville's acting like they got it. Maybe that's just part of their their play, but Darrell Prater clearly fell on yeah, that ball, didn't he? I think I think he did. Carson Burt or um, Sawyer, Sawyer Burt laying there. I think they both had it. So Fort Payne did get the ball. They'll start first and ten from around midfield and just try to bleed off some clock here. Don't forget about our scoreboard show, the American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard show. Chris Dura is going to be joined by his lovely wife, Gina, tonight in studio to give you scores and updates throughout North Alabama and the rest of the state. So call Chris and Gina tonight at WZOB 100.9 FM, 1250 AM for the American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard report. Did I, did I see Alex on the hands team out there, McPherson? Did you see? I don't know. <laughs> he was coming off the field, I think. Huh. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that. 
All right, four paint comes in a wing T formation. They're just going to try to run some clock off and give it to uh, to Aikens, left side. He's trying to get the corner. He does get the corner. He's got some running room. He gets down to the 30, gets out of bounds at the 31-yard line. He gained 25 yards on that play that wasn't expected to get anything. He They're tried just, his best to stay in bounds, didn't he? <laughs> he, did. he ran out of bounds. That's okay. We're in the, on the 31-yard line. We'll take that. So it's first and 10 for Payne on the Springville 31-yard line. Nice pickup by Alex Aikens. Nice blocking up front. Four Payne has really come out and not been down, going down uh, three losses, 0-3 on the year, hanging in there, staying tough, and they're going to come out with the W tonight. 2.57 left in the game, first and 10, Fort Payne at the Springville 31-yard line. They're in a wing T formation. Coach Elmore's wanting them to wait until it goes all the way down. Are they running the clock? They're not running the clock. Well, he stepped out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds. So, Coach Elmore was wanting them to wait, but they can't do it. So, here's the snap. Gives to Aikens again. Left side. He gains about four yards. Guy, he picked up four yards, not even trying to do anything. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be ready next week to get Dubos back, but has Aikens not stepped up here? He's done a great job. He's I very, mean, you know, a really good running back. Not not just no. holding Caden's place, but, no. doing, but doing good work. I'd love to see his stats at the end of this game, how many yards rushing he has. He's had a big knot. So, it's second down and six. Fort Payne just trying to run the clock out. Two and a half minutes left in the game. And Fort Payne's going to pick up not just their first win of the season, but a region win. So, to take them to one and one in the region, really a lot to play for out ahead of them. And, and to be honest with you, with the way Arab's playing, the way Oxford's playing, there's Regions. no telling how this thing could yeah. end up. A lot of things could happen in the yeah. region. Fort Payne in the T formation, second down and six. There's a flag on the play. And it's a false start, Fort Payne. Let me tell you about American Cross Space LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Cross Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're listening to this live on FPTV. So they're going to snap this ball under two minutes left in the game. They're going to try to bleed this clock out. Second down and now 12. I can't see there. How many timeouts does Springville have, do you know? Now you're asking me. I can't see that <laughs> I can't either. I, I don't even know if it's up I there. i got to get way out there to do that. I can barely see the clock when I need to look at it. It's a T formation. Turn around, hands off to Prater. No gain in the backfield. It's going to be third down and 12. I hate to lean over this table every time because every time I do, I stick my <laughs> rear end in my beautiful wife's face. She's sitting right behind me, and I have to just – she has to stare at my butt so I can look at the clock over here. It's one minute and 36 seconds left. Springville calls a timeout. Let's take it with them. This is a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. We're back. And Fort Payne leads 27 to 14 with a minute and 36 seconds left. They're just running the clock out now. Fort Payne's going to pick up its first win of the year. It's a region win. 
And with the way the scores are lining up tonight, it looks like this region is just wide open. Some surprising scores. and no, I'm not surprised with Arab, but the Oxford score is surprising. That is surprising. Four paint in a T formation, third down and 12. They give it to Bennett Blanks right side. He tries to bounce it outside. Not any running room there, but that's no surprise. It's going to be fourth down. Fourth and 10. I would imagine they're still going to run. Now there's a minute and 24 seconds left. I think Springville's going to use maybe its last timeout. They do call their last timeout with a minute and 24 seconds left. Let's go ahead and take that break with them. It's a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we are back. It's a fourth down, and Fort Payne is going to attempt a field goal, an Alex McPherson field goal. This is going to be a 49-yard field goal attempt. With a minute and 24 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So here we go. Let's see if Alex can put in three more points on the board for Fort Payne. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. Boy, he booted that one. Good night alive. He killed that ball. It's no good. It looks like it went off to the right. No good. No good for Alex McPherson. It wasn't for distance. No. He got it way back there. But it is it is wide right. So Fort Payne, 27 to 14 lead over Springville with one minute and 16 seconds left. Trying to get some scores here. Gadsden City is only down to Hoover, 16 to 14. Can you wow. believe that? That's crazy. Between that and the Arab score, I mean. That, that, that's good south news. Side, our, south side is up on Oxford, 28 to seven, or 28 to 17. Excuse me, <laughs> 28 to seven would be really bad, but 28 mm -hmm. to 17, they're still, they're still beating them. So Springville comes out. Morrison's at quarterback. They're going to have to do some fast work here, really fast work. Score two touchdowns in a minute and 16 seconds. There's a snap. Morrison drops back, looks left. He's got a screen set up. Number three, number five. Bennett's out there. Devin Wells runs him down from behind. He gains about seven, so it'll be second down and three. Clock is running with a minute and eight seconds left. No, he ran out of bounds, so it stops the clock. McPherson still had a great night tonight. He's made yeah. two two field goals over 40 yards tonight. Yep, yep. He's kicked two field goals, and it's really was close on that one. I don't know how close it was. Morrison drops back, throws right side to number 10. He's tackled right at the line of scrimmage. Great play by Will Green. Uh, coming out of the linebacker spot, and it's going to be third down and five. So it's third down and five, Springville, with 45 seconds left in the game. There's the snap. Dropped by Morrison. He drops the snap, trying to run around, find some running room. There's nothing there. Fort Payne tackles him. It's going to be fourth down. Fort Payne defense has looked yeah. outstanding tonight. That's what I was just fixing to say is our defense has looked really good tonight. Defensive line's been in the backfield all night long. Yep. Corners really live back there. And other than some missed tackles when they were in the backfield, yeah. it's been a great night by the defense. Gave up some points because of those missed tackles. Here's fourth down. Morrison drops back deep. 
Steps up in the pocket. He's rolling left. He's going to run it. No, he drops and throws it. Gets the first down to number six, Wolf. He picks up a first down at the uh, Springville 40-yard line. Five seconds left. With five seconds left in the game. So this is going to be it. Last play of the game here. Fort Payne's going to come out here with a win. Nice all-around win by Fort Payne tonight. Got to be pleased with the effort by the players, pleased by the game plan. Had some rough patches in the middle of the game, but overall Fort Payne's done really well. Morrison drops back. There's the clock, runs out. Morrison goes, trying to get out and doesn't. He goes down. Final play of the game, tackled by 56. Who is that? Let's see. And Fort Payne wins this one. Silas Hollmer. Silas Hollmer. There's your ball game. Why are we? Why are we not? What are we doing? I'm not real sure what's going on. Is there a flag? Must have been a defensive penalty, I guess. Yeah. Holding. Holding on the defense. Okay. Game can end on a defensive penalty. So there'll be one untimed down. So, uh, okay. I know you're playing by the rules. Just call the game. Yeah. I mean, this is an untimed down. (laughs) Even if they score, the game's over. So, anyway, first and ten Springville. This is one last play. Will Green catches, throws it deep down the middle of the field, and he almost catches it. (laughs) Please don't call that flag. Okay. Ball game's over. Now we got the ball game. Fort Payne wins it 27-14 over Springville. Good night for the Wildcats. We're going to come back. We're going to take a two-minute break. We're going to come back with some final analysis and an interview with Coach Elmore. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory to choose from, cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably 6, 7 o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35 over here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. 
And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. Hey, I'm Webb Mason, and I'm here with some score updates. Um, final score for this game, Fort Payne wins 27-14. to 14. At the half, uh, Sandrock versus Gadsden, 42-7. Uh, Third quarter, Geraldine versus Sardis, 25-0, Geraldine. Third quarter, Boaz versus West Point, Boaz 42, West Point 0. Fourth quarter, Asbury versus Plainview, Plainview 54, Asbury 6. Third quarter, Albertville versus Florence, Florence 20, Albertville 3. Third quarter, Fife versus Sylvania, Fife 16, Sylvania 13. Half, Valley Head versus Woodville, Valley Head 39, Woodville 0. Third quarter, Arab versus Scottsboro, Arab 28, Scottsboro 0. Third quarter, Pisgah versus Folkville, Folkville 30, Pisgah 16. Third quarter, Cherokee County versus Aniston, they're tied at 14. Third quarter, Cedar Bluff versus Summerton Christian, they're tied at 14. Third quarter, Spring Garden versus Locust Fort, Spring Garden leads 28-7. Third quarter, Galesville versus Coosa Christian, Galesville 14, Coosa Christian 9. Third quarter, Piedmont versus Glencoe, Piedmont leads 49-0. Fourth quarter, Hoax Bluff versus Ochehee. Ochehee 34, Hoax Bluff 7. Third quarter, Gadsden City versus Hoover. Hoover 16, Gadsden City 14. And third quarter, Westbrook Christian versus Southeastern. Westbrook Christian 23, Southeastern 14. Thank you. That's all the scores for today. All right. Okay, we're back. We're back. Fort Payne is uh, gathered up around the band as they play the alma mater. And we will, uh, I'm sure Coach Elmore will speak to the team first. They've been waiting on Springville to finish their alma mater, which sounded eerily like Fort Payne's alma mater. <laughs> and now Fort Payne turns their attention to their band. So, Fort Payne comes away with the win, and now we've just gotten an update that Southside, Southside of Gadsden, is up on Oxford 35-17 to 17 per yeah. somebody's Twitter handle. So, yeah. assuming that information is correct, that's a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. That, that Like you said earlier, it opens up the region a lot. You know, uh, now we're one and one in the region. Doesn't seem all that bad with all the things going on tonight. Yeah. So you look at it, what Fort Payne was able to do tonight, able to run the ball. They established the run, clearly established the run. I would, I would argue that Fort Payne really dominated both lines of scrimmage. I just looked up here, um, Alex Aikens, 169 yards, one touchdown tonight. Wow. So wow. heck of a night <laughs> for him. And we mentioned earlier, not really just filling a spot for Caden Dubose, but, I mean, he's yeah. a heck of a running back. P productive. Yes, very yeah, productive. Not just holding Caden's place, but actually producing at that spot and then, Really a good mix of uh, Daryl Prater, uh, Ledford, Cash made some catches. Um, just some, some nice mix-ups there in formations and pace for Coach Elmore. Yeah, he, he did a great job tonight, I thought. Yeah, and the first step, you know, the first step to that turnaround was tonight. And, and 
they were able to they made some mistakes they didn't make as many mistakes they were able to capitalize on Springville's mistakes and then you know we said earlier it's felt like the uh, arab game where there was a lot of penalties last week and you felt like whoever stops making penalties is now going to take advantage of the game and that's what arab did last week and this week you started feeling like we're flipping and flopping we're punting back and forth we're fumbling back and forth if anybody can stop that bleeding and fort Payne did that in the third quarter they got two turnovers and did, I don't think they turned the ball over the rest of the half. I don't think so, and that's when we started quarters. putting points on the board there. So um, if these scores hold, it looks like this region's open open for business, and it's wide open. And, you know, I don't think we had a clear up bet on the ARAB game, but uh, they were handling Scottsboro pretty yep. well, which, yep. you know, makes last week's blow seem a little easier. Uh, and what I really liked about tonight, I mean, it, it's easy to, you know, 0-3, get down on yourself. But these guys come out here, they were fired up during warm-ups, fired up for the game, come out, um, played a great game offensively and defensively. Yep. I uh, do want to mention one more time to uh, tune in to WZOB from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Chris and Gina Dura host tonight the American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard show. It'll be from 10 to 11. Y'all go uh, give those guys a call, listen for scores and updates, and call in and talk about what you saw in the Fort Payne game or if you watched another game. Uh, call that in and talk about it, and um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what Fort Payne. Fort Payne's got an off week, so next week they get a chance to heal up some of these wounds. And I, I was just fixing to say another positive about tonight that you didn't really think of. I mean, not that I know of any injuries happen on Fort Payne's side yep, tonight. Yep. So, and like I said, with another week coming up, so for sure Dubo should be back. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and Bain Barentine, and then hopefully whatever was going on with uh, uh, Heisman, Heisman Brown. Brown. Yeah. So Fort Payne is one and three now, one and one in the region. They uh, have a bye week next week, so we're off next week. Come back, and next the week after that is Etowah, which is a non-region game. They're 5A. Then we've got Scottsboro, Southside, Pell City, and Oxford, four straight region games, and we've got to make a push to the playoffs. So seems like everything's kind of wide open, and then they'll close out the season with North Jackson. And better believe Etowah is going to have some players down there. Yeah, they they're always be do. athletic. Uh, Heck, at Gadsden City's playing Hoover close. Can yep. you believe that? It's 16 to 14 in the fourth. Uh, Hoover and uh, Gadsden City. So we're waiting on Coach Elmore. He's talking to the team. He'll be with us in just a minute. We want to take a time. Let me do this real quick while we've got a chance. Let me thank all of our sponsors. We want to thank those folks who make this broadcast possible. So WZOB's football, Wildcat football sponsors, Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, DeKalb Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Crawlspace LLC, and Not Your Mama's Deli. I want to thank Steve Black and all the kids from FPTV for their broadcast tonight. You would not believe how chaotic it was, which is why we didn't exactly come on at 6.30. But we got it done, guys. Great job. Great job. Great job. Great job. Applause to you guys. Applause to Steve with WZOB and Holly and Jamie making the commercials happen over there. Dallas, thank you for joining me tonight. Heck, yeah, man. I enjoyed it. It was a <laughs> fun game to be I want to here. thank my beautiful wife behind me for joining me tonight. Hey, baby. So, Fort Payne has broken its huddle. We'll be waiting on Coach Elmore, wherever he be.
Where are our folks? Are they right down here in the middle? All right, Coach Elmore is looking for us, and we're looking for him. No, he's talking to a couple players. I was looking there, and I think Etowah played Fultondale tonight, and I think they were beating them pretty handily, so okay. I'm not sure what Fultondale has. Yeah, but I think they're, they're, they're not like a 2A or something. Smaller school? Yeah, I don't think they're a big school. They might be a 3A. So, uh, Coach Elmore speaking with Heisman Brown and uh, Ricky Adame speaking with some of the coaches. Y'all may have to go out there and get him. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like he's going to come to us too quick. Enjoying this W, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's hanging out. Let's see if we can. Somebody have to run my son down there and tell him to get on the headset, because he's over here throwing balls with uh, Coach Elmore's son here in the middle of the field. All right, here he comes. He found us. All right, here we go. Let's hope that the microphones work this time. All right, Coach, you there? Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, first, let me congratulate you on the win tonight. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just want to ask you about the uh, the offense tonight. It seemed like uh, offensively you had multiple formations, multiple paces of play. Uh, did you have any predication on what you were trying to do there? Well, I mean, the biggest thing was, you know, and I think I told you Wednesday, we, we want to come out, we want to establish the run, and we had yep. not done that the last uh, couple of weeks, and uh, we wanted to make sure we did that tonight, and, uh, and I thought we did for the most part. The two fumbles hurt us, obviously, in the first half. That was disappointing because I thought we had some good things going, and those killed those drives, obviously. So um, if we don't, if we cut out the, the turnovers and the preset penalties again, just, and part of that's, you know, learning how to play. We're breaking the huddle fast and lining up fast and trying yeah. to put the pressure yeah. on the defense, and we had several penalties that, you know, if we're being honest, they might have been doing that some during the week, and it's hard to catch all that stuff at practice when you don't have officials out there. And, yeah. and, and a lot of those, we were just lined up in the neutral zone, and, and that's uh, – I don't blame our kids for that. I think that's just part of trying to play that style. But we wanted to put pressure on them and uh, attack them, and and, uh, and I thought we did that for the most part. And, you know, the biggest thing I just told our, our players, I, I can get kind of ornery and, and hard to deal with on, on, on these last few weeks when we're not playing well, but I'm extremely proud of our coaches and our players. I mean, yeah. they, they did not uh, weigh. They, they, they stuck to the course all week. Uh, we, we, they showed up and did what we asked them to do. We asked to be physical all week. We went full pads three days this week at pads and, and in practice and, and wanted to work on getting back and getting physical and being able to, when we get in that short yardage offense like we had to get in at the end of the game, being able to block down and move people. And I think that paid off for us because we were able to kind of finish the game off there at the end. Yeah, it really, really looked like on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensively, that the, the line of scrimmage y'all dictated the pace there, and it was really a good push on both sides. Yeah, I'm proud of our defense again. I mean, really they gave up seven. I mean, that last one was tough. They got a couple got loose there and three made a big play and got them down there. And they had to fight for that when we almost had a goal on stand there. Yeah. So defense, I thought, once again, played phenomenal and, and uh, made a lot of big plays, got some turnovers. Uh, and, and we weren't, again, we weren't perfect all the time on offense, but I think we were physical and that's what we wanted to be. And uh, uh, I thought Akins and Daryl both ran really hard and Bennett Blanks got in there some in the short yards and ran hard. And uh, the thing we got to continue to improve on, we got to be able to throw the ball more consistently and we missed yeah. some opportunities there. But uh, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, the, the name of the game is winning, and so pr very proud of our kids for, for finding a way to get this win yeah. down here and, 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 and get back going the right direction. I, I don't know if you – I know you're a smart enough offensive coach to know this. Alex Akins is a good running back. He's, yeah, yeah. He's not just a, a part-time replacement for – 
for Caden, he's a good running. Yeah, back. he's a good back. I wish he weighed about 190, but he, but he's uh, for 165. He, he is a good one, and he, I thought he had a really good night. Just seeing the the, the lanes and whether we were in our wing T stuff or whether we were in our zone stuff, he just yeah. had good patience all night. And, and and really, I don't know how many yards he rushed for, but it seemed like it was a 169 bunch. yards. 169 yeah, I, I, yards. That sounds about right. And I thought Daryl ran hard. I yeah, thought he you know uh, he he had the one turnover that hurt us, but uh, but he ran hard. He blocked well. We were in some two back with them, and we wanted to do that as well. And and so you're right, I think it was, you know, I don't think about it being a lot of multiple formations just because our kids are smart enough that they can learn all this stuff and, and get lined up, but it probably yeah. was a lot uh, uh, for the opponents to, to, to fool with it. But, uh, again, very, very proud of our kids for, uh, again, if you've never been in this situation, you don't know, it's easy to go in three and just say, okay, mm -hmm. this is terrible, we're terrible, our coach is terrible. Yeah. And give up, and, and they didn't. They never even showed an ounce of that, and uh, came back, uh, you know, challenged some guys to step it up and, and play better than they've been playing, and I think they did. And uh, uh, so I give all our, the credit to our kids and our coaches for for you know not uh, panicking when when we could have panicked last uh, last Friday after that loss. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but late in the ball game, Southside's up 35 to 17 on Oxford. So this region is really wide open. Oh, that's what I just told them. I mean, you know, we got to get, we got to buy a week, got to get back healthy and get some guys back with us, and uh, hopefully we can get Bain Barentine and Dubos back out there. And and, and like you said, I, not that we necessarily got to have them, but we just have more weapons when we have both of them. And, yeah. Uh, um, but that's what I just told them. The, the region's right in front of us, and the the key to the whole deal will be. Do we come in the next two weeks and check a box and say, okay, we practiced, or do we try to really improve over yeah. here over the next 14 days? And if we can do that, we'll play a very tough Etowah team. It'll be a good challenge for us. And then, and then like you said, we'll come back from that, and there's four games in a row where uh, we can win them. We just yeah. got to go do what we got to do, and, uh, and you never know what's going to happen when the season's over. Well, enjoy some time to get some players rested and get recuperated, and uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. All right. Hey, thank you guys for what you all do. We appreciate your support and, yep. and how you're, you guys are – Fort Payne Wildcats thick and thin, and we appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Go Cats. Congratulations. See you. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys from FPTV, Holly, Jamie, Steve. Thank all of you guys for our broadcast tonight, our first game on the road. We'll have next week off, and then we'll pick back up next week with a non-region game against Etowah. So in two weeks, we'll broadcast at 630. Uh, that's a home game, isn't it? No, that's a away game. That's an away game, so we'll have another travel game. Uh, in two weeks against Etowah, and then we'll start the region, uh, four region games in a row. Uh, I'm Brian Northcutt speaking for Dallas Poe. And everybody here at FPTV and WZOB, we thank you guys for your time tonight. And uh, this is Fort Payne Wildcat football.